This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. I am Duplex City. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now to creep our way through the Criterion Collection, one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're done. We've done it. We're We're done with the podcast? We fucking did it. Forever? We finished watching Spine 411 in the Criterion Collection, Rainier oh. Werner, Fastbinders, Berlin, Alexander Platz from 1980. Oh. But first, yeah. RJ. Yeah. I, I, uh, I swung by your house uh, the other night. That sounds like a threat, and I need to no. tell you that um, you'll, uh, you'll see my lawyer really soon. Well, I didn't uh, violate the restraining order um, in terms of proximity but i did get to see your neighbor's uh place in action that's oh, the what lights wanted, that's what i wanted to see see oh. it, 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 it's not just the lights it's like a whole village well Jared, you didn't mention you ever... i don't know if you mentioned the inflatables have you ever seen national lampoon's christmas vacation yeah are you aware of the griswolds yeah this is what we're living next to so yeah, yeah there's lights and there's inflatables and there's little trains and stuff like that. And you know what? It's like I said, I'm all for that. You know, if you guys want to go go really deck yourselves out, you you do it, man. Deck those halls. Deck those halls. Um, there's some things I find a little questionable. Not only like the side oh, no. lights. Did you see the side? You saw the side lights, right? Uh, that are peering into the, the, my there house. There was a well, yeah. I mean, I saw the. I don't know what you call it, the the light show. I saw the light show, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> there it is from the outside. While I'm sleep, trying to sleep in here, getting, like, photo blasted with the light, no. like a form of Guantanamo torture. Um, just like that. Just like it. I mean, they do actually use light as a, a form of torture, like uh, constant light cycles so people uh-huh. can't sleep, and then strobes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, what was I going to say? Um, I, I do really think that lights on the side of the house are, re- like, I, I don't get it. I think that is a, 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 a step too far, in my opinion. But did when you also... The, uh, when does the sexual torture begin? It, it's never stopped. So, oh, okay. it's okay, a circle. Okay. Did I you see. also see the drapes on, like, the, the garage no. door? The draped no. lights? You didn't see no. those? I didn't know. No, I, I was just like... I didn't like take an inventory of all the uh, pieces, but I I just saw because uh, at first I was like, oh, it's just lights on the side of the like along the you know mm-hmm. the east trough, like the usual kind of thing. And then when I saw it, I went, oh, this is like a whole Christmas town <laughs> going on. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. that's fun. Uh, well, the drape is like it's like it's kind of like you you know how people you said like beaded drapes like in a doorway. Yeah. So it's like sure. that, but it's it's half of their garage door, and the beaded drapes light up, and they have like images in it. So it's like a Santa image and stuff like that. Okay. But it's so it's so bizarre because it's 
it's clearly not meant for a garage door because it's only half of the size of the garage door and they put it right in the middle. So you can see garage on both sides and then you have the kind of drape in the middle and you look at it and you go, I don't know if that's where that's supposed to go. But I, I'll, I'll have you, when did, when did you see the house? Was it last, uh, uh, last night? Oh, okay. I was going to say, if this was a week ago, um, on the weekend, they were working on it again. I think they put up some some new stuff since uh, last we spoke. Okay. Yeah. Did uh, Kim also see the house? No. No, I, no. I, no, I she did not. <laughs> I you don't just, know. Uh, yeah. You, you, just, yeah. you just came by for a stroll yourself. Well, no, I was just coming back from a walk uh, mm-hmm. but, but, uh, on the other side of town, and then I was uh, driving along, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I saw it because I was like, I was about to uh, turn the other way to go, just just go straight mm-hmm. home. But instead, I was like, you know what? I want to see these this light show, and and I did. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it seems like they're really um, fighting that war on Christmas. Oh, well, there's a war, all right. Have you yeah. seen the house at the end of our street? Like it's away from you, so I don't know if you've seen it. But there's yeah. a house at the end there's of lots. the park yeah. that is like nuts it is uh they they have so much shit there it is uh, it, it sure doesn't seem like uh um, to me the the, the the things i see on uh on the regular it doesn't suggest to me that uh the economy is crumbling uh, as much mm. as uh some some politicians would lead us to believe it seems like wow. people are consuming more than ever and how much uh, do you, how much wall- do you think in- wallowing in their extravagance Yes, it's a hedonism bot from Futurama. Remember yeah. him? I, I, who could forget? How much do you think an inflatable minion is? Because the neighbors here have two or three. Uh, I mean, I don't know, 80 bucks a pop? Uh, okay, well, let's see. Let's see. I know they're at Canadian Tire. Okay, uh, Lowe's. Uh, Lowe's. Yeah. Let's, let's give Canadian Tire uh, a okay. pop here because, uh, you know, they're Canadian. And, can, can Tire? Yeah, it's a really sh- it's a really horrible place. I don't like going to Canadian Tire. It's very dirty. Okay, uh, a four foot inflatable minion. Yeah. Let's see here. Product details. Uh, yeah, make a playful, eye catching addition to your outdoor Christmas decor with this four foot air blown inflatable minion decoration. Oh, what's 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 this going to set me back? Uh, I might. Oh, uh, Jared. Uh, you'd be happy to hear that it is forty-five dollars. Wow! I mean, that's half of what I was willing to pay. Yeah. I mean, I can I can get myself get I, with what I, with what I budgeted. I can get six. Yeah, forty-four ninety-nine. However, out of stock completely. Wow! At that price, I mean, they fucked up. They fucked the, up. The Brooks uh, Canadian Tire has sixteen, and the High River one has four. So well, those people are stupid. I mean. <laughs> They're missing out. Yeah. Uh, a Minions Chia Pet is nineteen ninety nine, and a Minions Gingerbread Kit is eleven forty nine. Wow, that's like a quarter of the price, and you you don't get to like show it off. You don't get yes. to spread that Christmas cheer outside mm-hmm. with Minions. So here's another one. And this hey, one, this do you, do you remember when Minions memes were all over the place? Oh, they still are, brother. You just gotta you just gotta look uh, in the right well, spot. They, I I never looked, but they they found me like they were like a, a Facebook thing, and it was uh, something. But it seems like it's it's definitely not as much as it used to be. I feel. Oh, okay. Okay. But I mean, not as much. Not as um, much. 
Do you want to hear about a one-star rated product on Canadian Tire? Yes. Yes, I do. Minions fruit-flavored fizz bombs pop drops soda water flavoring four-pack. Okay. One star. So these things, one star. How, these how things, many re- How many reviews? Two. Oh, so yeah. was now this let's, one let's in one? Well, let's see what this person had to say. So it is kind of strange. They do look like they look like bath bombs. So it's like, I don't know if I would do this. Oh, Chair Bear, one star. Tastes like they should be bath bombs and not drink bombs. Just horrible. <laughs> not okay. drink bombs. I like that. And uh, uh, another person with their title, unable to return as no receipt. One star, don't buy. Expensive. Tastes horrible. Tastes like chemicals, they said. Yum. Twelve forty nine is what that's going to set you back. Yeah, what I'm going to do right now. So I'm on Canadian Tire. I'm looking at. Oh wow. Best, I'm, I'm looking at bestsellers. What okay. I'm looking for, though. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I, I went. I went to Hot Sale. And yeah. I did. I clicked on See All Filters, and I clicked on One Star Items. Oh wow. Uh, apparently, they sell nothing that's one star. That's a hot item. So I'm going to have to. Well. I'm gonna have to dig deeper. Let's see here. Yeah. I'm gonna look. At, I'm gonna look at Christmas, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to shop all Christmas categories. Uh, Christmas candies. Let's okay. do that. Sure. Uh, oh, I got a Christmas ra- candy that's ratings last week. Oh, did it? Oh yeah, it was bad. Oh, see, this is bullshit. I, I clicked on one star, and it should only be pulling up one stars. That's bringing up all like, just kinds not of there. things. Well, the lowest one I've seen mm. so far is Frank. So I think Frank is like Canadian Tire's um, no-name brand. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, feels festive popcorn tin with caramel movie butter and sweet and salty popcorn. I only got three and a half stars out of 30 reviews. Oh, wow. That's not very high, man. No, it's not bad. It's not, not very it's not terrible. High. It's not the worst, though. Yeah. I want to see what people are hating on. Ooh. Oh, Minions Gingerbread Kit, two stars. Oh. Minions. We were just talking about those guys. I remember Minions. <laughs> remember these guys? Remember them? Any uh, uh, any reviews? Oh, they're so cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a review product, for that? Or? There is four. Okay. Um, I'm going to see these two one-star reviews. Maybe they're, you know what? I think there might be some anti-Minion um, yeah, I, agenda I think going so. on here. Tiny yeah. and Sweet was five stars. Good Craft for Kids, two stars. Bought it. <laughs> <laughs> bought it dust counted <laughs> oh dust, wow that's d- dust counted for the kids to do on a rainy day did as intended two stars well that seems unfair <laughs> dust counted yeah. uh one star from oh shit carl writes this is carl the c carl one Theodore star Dreyer? missing parts Claimed, no, it it ca- claimed it came with gems. It did not. Had to go to the dollar store to buy more supplies. Disappointed three-year-old. No, the three-year-old wasn't disappointed at all. And I, f- I don't, I don't actually believe this person. Uh, listen I to this. Ho- what about Santana, whose oh. review begins broken, all caps, one star, eleven months ago. I bought a kit. It was broken when and exchanged it. That kit was broken as well. Had a very disappointed five-year-old. I don't want to victim blame, but I feel like this is their fault. Like I feel like they like <laughs> threw it in the back of their car or something. I mean, you know. But it's also it's a you, gingerbread you house. What do you, you can expect? fix it. Yeah, you can fix it. It's That's like, even funner. Yeah, you could. Yeah, I don't know. Pa- 
patchwork. It's not gonna be as, feels like it's more like it's not as photogenic. I feel like this is forty year old disappointed. Yeah, yeah, and like five year olds aren't gonna be disappointed in that shit at all. It's like they would they would stitch that thing together and they they'd feel good. It didn't match their vision though. Yeah. I feel like there's an anti-minions agenda here, and I, I, I for that... one, am not on board with that. Yeah. Oh, you shit. Know? So there's something here. The Modern Gourmet Hellfire Devil Hot Sauce Set 4-Pack. So oh, this wow. Is, this is a three-star. Okay. <laughs> so we got two people, though. You, we, I guess we'll have to try it ourselves to find out which side we come on. Yeah, there's Sammy, Sammy Taylor, five stars. These taste great. Bought this set for my boyfriend, and he loves them. Very hot and spicy flavors. Love the box it comes in, too. Pretty cool box. Bob. Bob with two Bs. It could be a Bobby, but Bob. Bobby Boucher? One star. Tastes like chemicals. They all taste like chemicals. One star. That's what that other dude said. This is an employee review. Holy hell. What'd they say? Fucking Bob is off the hook, man. Oh, that was Bob? That was Bob. He's taken out. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Okay, we got a Harry Potter color-changing hot chocolate mix set. Ooh, um, that sounds fun. I mean, but apparently it's only a 2.3. Uh, and it's got 10 it's reviews. Like it might. It probably does. So there's six one stars. I'll just cut to the chase. Okay. Well, I, wanted, I do want to say that Ver- Veronique uh, said it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um. James S. Uh, incentivized review, which I think means that they got given it to try mm-hmm. out. Uh, Ver- Veronique also is an employee review, so I don't know. It was really good, and it surprised me. Oh, mm. <laughs> okay, wait, I slept on this. Veronique also said, it was really good, and it surprised me when it changed to the color. The color I mean, changing hot chocolate mix. She's like, what a pleasant surprise! It changed color. I mean, honestly, like that. Uh, that that's a pretty good endorsement. Want to what, 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 hear what Mama says? Of course, <laughs> Mama. Or is it Mama like the movie Mama? Yeah, exactly. Or Ma, Mama. Okay. Uh, sweet four stars. Cute gift back for somebody who has everything and is a Harry Potter fan. Harry Potter cocoa mix from. Ek B. Kids enjoy the color change, but the taste leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay. One star from Silver. Great concept, horrible taste. <laughs> We've like tried this. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> We've tried this product a few times. Oh, wow. The, the, the taste is unfortunate. <laughs> And far from a good hot chocolate. The idea is cute, but execution is not there. Why would you keep going back to the well? The Harry Potter oh. color-changing hot chocolate mix. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're dropping a one star on it, and you call it a horrible taste, but you're like, I just want to keep buying it. Going back over and over again. I just huh? keep buying it for the color change, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I oh. get it. Oh, is that? But so there's like... So according to this, so there was there's six. There's supposed six to be more reviews available. There's supposed to be more reviews. Oh, I see. Did, are they deleting reviews? Oh wait, there's a second holy page. Holy shit! Are you serious? There's, there's that many. Holy shit! There's a lot of. Uh, hey, uh, there's a French Canadian response. Oh, I can translate with Google. Disgusting. 
I gave this box to my teenager. Each of the mixtures had an aftertaste that was not pleasant at all. The entire contents ended up in the trash. I do not recommend this oh, wow. product. Wow. Thank you, Google. Interesting. This, uh, that was from Steph. Mm, well, De I mean... Debbie writes, disappointing. Packaging concept is great, but the product is disgusting. Watery, yeah. lacking in taste. Big disappointment for my granddaughter. Oh, that's too bad for her, I guess. I always love this, like, um, appeal. Where it's like, my child didn't like this. That's how bad it is. It's like, no, kids don't like anything. I'm sure it's crap, but I, I don't think it's... You don't need to like... Oh, yeah, there's another one. Me and my daughter couldn't drink due to how bad it tasted. Looked better than it was. Yeah, this is from Corey P. Not very good. Yeah. Not really hot chocolate, says C.T. Burl. Ah, my favorite film critic. Oh, not nice. flavorful, but not surprising, considering you use water and not milk. Well, you could use milk, right? Why would, or... you, put... Why would you use milk, though? That colors color is not very vibrant unless you use most of the bottle, which is a huge amount of sugar. Mm -hmm. Gross, says Carol. It looks cute as a gift, but the taste is terrible. <laughs> this sounds more? like it, this should be worse than a 2.3. Like, bullshit. Like, that's crazy. Six one stars, and there's like two five stars, a four star, a three star. So are you saying that there's maybe like in Harry Potter, anti Harry Potter agenda. Well, I just mean like, do you think that there's something going on here that like their uh, Canadian Tire themselves is kind of throttling, uh, like their reviews? No, I, 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 I don't know. In their ratings, how Are they the, throttling them? Well, I'll see how the Nickelodeon Paw Patrol mini holiday gingerbread house is doing. I think this is mm -hmm. what people want, right? This is what they want us doing. Yeah. Uh, Canadian Tire product uh, uh, reviews. This is uh, all people recaps. have ever wanted. Hey, Harjay, you know who also wanted this? Judy, five stars, happy kids. Oh, wow. Just the right size for your young kids, and their icing was easy for them to use. Everything stuck together. Heart. That's great. That's Judy, exactly what Judy loves it. Yeah, that's uh, exactly what they wanted. <clears throat> Chase and Rubble House. Oh, dear. Oh. Sarah. Not fond of the hard candy included for a two-year-old. Mm. Mammy Lou did the job. Kitty had fun. Not enough candy. Easy to assemble and gingerbread is good. Kid um, E or Kitty? Kitty. K-I-D-D-I-E. Okay. Fun, but could have been better, says Mom of Two, giving it two stars, fittingly. Mm -hmm. Small. Not enough icing or candy to put on. My kid had fun putting together because it was Paw Patrol. But well, yeah. Ba but what about buyer? Do not waste your money. One star. This item was purchased mm -hmm. for our grandchild, and what a letdown! Did not include all the candy stated, and was tiny for the price. Also, the only Paw Patrol part was cutouts on packaging. Complete waste of money. A complete waste. Well, that's too bad. This uh, 173 gram gingerbread house kit will set your family back a cool $11.49. Oh. Yeah, I, I mean, are you. How, how many are you going to pick up? I should say. How many? I'm going to load up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what I want to know is I want to look up kitchen. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that, RJ. How's your week no. been? 
How's your week been? Who, me? Who, you? That's okay. As I mentioned before, I'm getting waterboarded with light uh, over here in my yeah. house. So that's um, that's great. It's something that's really fun and uh, something that I really enjoy a lot. And mm-hmm. uh, is something that I, I just... It's, it's just great, Jarrett. It's, it's great. Not as great as Libman all-purpose machine washable 100% cotton terry towels. 12-pack. Well, that is probably good, no? 2.3. Four one-star reviews. Not good for car interior. Left a lot of lint on my dash. Maybe better if you wash them first, says Diddy. Diddy said that? Yeah. Used, stained, and threadbare. The pictures on the website are false. (laughs) This is from the real MC23. Mm-hmm. These are not nearly as new and white as you are being led to believe. It is clear that these towels have actually been well used and are stained a dirty grayish white. Wow. Uh, you know what's, inter- what's interesting is uh, Libman takes this seriously, and their p- product expert is responding to these reviews, saying to call them. Really? Well, that's kind of nice. That's refreshing. No. Coda don't buy for detailing vehicles. I looked at this is for kitchen stuff. They fall apart very easily, therefore leave fabric behind wherever you wipe. I don't recommend this product and advise against it. Buy a better set of cloths. And finally, you say wherever you wipe? Yeah, wherever you wipe. Ugh. Ugh. (laughs) Ugh. Quality of Libman Terry towels. One star from S. Jackson. Do not compare to what I have bought in the past. Gray versus white, so I pre-washed, but still gray. Very thin as well. Perhaps I'm too particular, but I'd never buy again. They're honest. No. It's like who they are. Mm-hmm. Which is not, a, not what we can say about most people. Well, no. I'm glad that there's people um, keeping a uh, an eye on Canadian Tire in the comments. The type of person that like logs in and leaves reviews. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I'm on board with that. That's fine. <clears throat> Good. It's totally fine. Excellent. Totally fine. Totes. Uh, what did you get up to this week, Jared? Other than walking by my house when uh, I wasn't Dr- home. Driving by. Other than being actually, at my house when I wasn't home. Uh, near your house. Being right across from my house when I wasn't around. <laughs> Approximately. You yeah. might have been home. I could have been. And you know what? If I'd seen you outside, I would have called the cops. I'd say, hey, hey buddy. Remember that guy you found at that park a while back? He's back. He's back. I say, yeah, the same park, the exact same one. The exact the same exa- one. Exact same guy. I'd say no. it's uh, it's pretty scary out here. I'd say someone, uh, someone should come do something. Back, back to the scene of the crime. Well, exactly. Have uh, have you had any uh, hooliganism in your 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 area? None. None. No, we we, we only have good kid. We only have good kids over Interesting. here. So I, I bought a doorbell camera. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't really fit on our house, so I think oh, I have no. to return it. Oh shit. Uh, well, because our house is stucco, right? And like, like you have to put the thing on there, but it, like because of the stucco, unless we like went in with like a sander and like grinded down the stucco of our house, like it would never be able to sit flat on there. So it'd always kind of be off of the wall, and then like rain and snow and shit would get in there and it would just break like automatically, and it's just like oh. But I uh, I fiddle fucked around with that for like six hours on Saturday. 
because I took off our or, old doorbell and uh, we, we turned the power off and I was trying to put in the new one and it wasn't working and then we didn't have the right screwdriver so I had to go get a new screwdriver and then I came back and then it wasn't working and but then the old doorbell was all rotted out because it was 30 years old so I had to go go back and buy a, a new doorbell and then we put that in. It was a whole thing, Jared. That sounds like homeowner hell. Yeah, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. I was trying to, <clears throat> trying to, you know, get ahead of these uh, little bastards. Well, now what? Well, I, it, I did get, I did get the double or like a pack where it was the doorbell one, and then it had like just a little mountable camera, and I was gonna put that in the backyard for those guys who, you know, go through my backyard sometimes. But uh, maybe I can just return the doorbell part and keep the camera part, and I'll just, I'll just post that up in there. It'll be real clear and recognizable for these these little little bastards, and maybe they'll see it and think twice about going to old man Bellagio's house. Because mm-hmm. I'll get them. You know I will. Well, if they get you first. They can try. I have a 100,000 lumen flashlight with a strobe effect on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to start hitting that back over here to these guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's see. The lights you're, are on. You're going you're gonna to solve all the crime. Oh, yeah, those lights are on, Jarrett. Yeah. Those lights are on. I can tell you that much. <laughs> good. good. So you had a good good week, it, it seems, hey? Yeah, it's, it's fine. You know, I no, no hooligans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, it's winding up at uh, end of the term at work, and soon it's going to be a real drop-off. And what are you going to do during got drop one off? Month, 20 days, RJ. 20 days till Xmas. The Xmas? The. The X? The? Mm hmm. That's pretty cool. It yeah. is, I guess. It's coming up quick. Hey, what's on. Uh, and hey, what's well, on how, the. How about this weather? 13 yeah. degrees outside. What weather is it? Hot. It's like nice. Oh. Yeah, it is kind of hot, hey? I mean, we might not have drinking water, like, next year, but... Ah, so nice. Oh, in yeah, December. yeah, the water table is going to be pretty, pretty bad. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's good. Pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty bad. You need to start, uh, what you need to do is tear up all that grass, get rid of it, uh, Yeah. Put, put some clover in. Mm. Our old house had a clover. We had a huge clover patch. It was like half of our yard, and we were just like, can we just leave this? It's like the clover's taken over. Yeah. It's way, way more sustainable. Way more sustainable. Yeah, you don't you don't have to, like, water it. You just have to, like, mow it once in a while, I guess. Yeah, those fucking the lawn police, though. They come, oh, you gotta mow your lawn. You gotta do it. <laughs> We've never, I've never had anyone do that. I uh, I take pretty good care of the yard. It's <laughs> like, um, uh, sir, you have a giant hogweed in your front yard. Can you please remove say, it? I'll show you a hogweed. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> My giant hogweed. Hit him with, uh, hit him what, with, hit, uh, hit with what? Special. Hit, hit, hit him with what? Nothing, nothing. Just some hard truths wee, in the world. Wee, wee. Is that your heart stopping? Because you are so That's the police coming back to your house again. Well, they're here for you because they heard you're hanging around at the park again. I told you that. Um, And you're hitting them with your giant hogweed. I didn't say that. Have you ever looked up giant hogweeds? You know know about them? Look it up. 
They're fucking okay. horrifying. They're huge. Well, then I'm not going to do that, then. Well, no. I want to see gross it, stuff and weird well, stuff. Well, it's, it's not, like, scary, but then you can see what happens if you get uh, you get some on your hands. You, you'll get all, you get some wicked blisters. Where does this thing exist? Anywhere. In Creepsville? Yeah. These pop oh, up. Oh, yeah. Okay. They're, they get big. Real big. Some people, oh, the blisters. Yeah, do you see the blisters? <laughs> Imagine that bursting. You know what you were doing with that one, huh? You knew exactly what you were doing with that one. Uh-huh. Blistering. Blistering. Oh. So, uh, Hogweed's a good name nickname for you. That's my band's name. Hogweed? Yeah. Well, uh, my buddy Hammy, we some, I sometimes call him Hog Squeal. That's a pretty good one, too. Wow. Yeah. Horrifying. Hog squeal? Mm-hmm. Oh, what's wrong with that? No, nothing, RJ. Nothing at all. Good. Terrific. Hi. Uh, you want to hear? Uh, we got an email this week. We got. Are we doing emails every week now? Well, it's the it's beginning of the month. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. No. That's true. That's true. That's true. We got one. Oh yeah, who's that? Rob Eagle. Roger English. Yes, the one and only. Oh my God! All right. Want to hear what's going on in his world? Is he wearing Speedos again now? Probably. Probably, huh? With an email entitled, I'm pretty sure I did the right thing. By putting on a Speedo? Hello, creeps. Oh, yeah. My health kick proceeds. And yes, I will continue beyond New Year, beyond my holiday in April, too. Hmm. So yesterday, I'm walking to the gym. 50 yards in front of me, to my horror, I see the woman who works at said gym clearly on her way to work. She's very pleasant, always says hello, and I realize I'll soon catch up with her. At which mm-hmm. point, we'll, uh, pr- uh, perforce, uh, perfuse? Perfuse. No, perf- perforce. Like he's gonna word. use force on her? Perforce, one word. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure if I, uh, I've encountered this. You're, that's not part of your di- uh, didactisms? I, yeah, it's like a company name. I don't know if you perform. <laughs> mm. Or be forced. Maybe be forced. Uh, we'll be mm. forced. We'll, go, uh, we'll be forced uh, to walk together, making inane conversation for the following 15 interminable minutes. Oh, my God, yeah. I know, Rob. I know what this is like. Mm-hmm. The very thought gives me shudders. There are no shops or cafes for me to step into, thereby avoiding this hideous ordeal. And there's only one way uh, to our destination. Thankfully, I have an idea, and I, I'm assuming this is where the uh, where Rob thinks he did the right thing comes into play. Like he, how he used force. Five minutes in front of us is a car park, which I always cut through. However, it's presently being resurfaced and is now surrounded by a chain link fence. For the past week, I've had to skip the car park and detour around a large building before rejoining my route. I thought about cutting through because there are never any workmen there, but being a law-abiding citizen, I never did. Mm. So I'm stalking the gym lady at a safe distance, poised, Mm. ready to leap cat-like for cover should she look behind her. Mm. As I'd hoped, she turns off at the car park and starts walking around the building. Like a ninja in bold... I squeeze through the fence, dash across the building site, and through the fence at the other side to complete the final 15 minutes of my journey. A while later, I'm crossing a field and chance a sneaky peek behind me. She's following, 
a comfortable 50 yards away. So, creeps, my question, was that wacky Looney Tune behavior or a sensible, if a tad unconventional, gambit? Before you answer, consider this. In a couple of weeks, much of the world's population will be trapped in conversations with people they've known all their lives. I wonder how many of them will last 15 bloody minutes. I'm pretty sure you both would have done the same thing. I'm absolutely certain one of you would have. Regards, R.O. Beagle. Which one? Which one, indeed. So was he trying to stalk the woman? Like he, no. He, 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 he snuck away to get ahead of her, to, so it no, seemed like I, he yeah. wasn't stalking her? This is, I mean, I, I, get, I have this experience at work all the time. It's a big stalk building. people? No, you get stuck behind people, but you're like a faster walker than them. But oh, you also yeah. are like, you kind of know them. And mm. you're like, I don't want to have this conversation. And they don't want to have this conversation. But neither one of us is going to know how to get out of this conversation even though you're heading like pretty well to the same place. So do you, do you slow yourself down, giving them more lead time? Mm. But what do you do? Are you, are you just going to stop? Are you just going to pause and, I don't know, <laughs> look on your phone uh, or move past them? And I don't know. Sometimes you can move across the street. I don't know. It's a lot of thought process. Uh, and I think most normal people don't think this way. I don't think they worry about it too much, but others, uh, myself included, it, it is like one of those things where you're like, ah, boy, mm. how, do, how do I avoid this? Now, I've never been in this situation. You've ne- yeah, I know. I, I probably not. But yeah. when you're, I don't know, sometimes you're just stuck. You got to. Like in life, do you mean? Yeah, you got you to gotta figure, you got to make a decision. This seems like um, I probably wouldn't go to that extreme i guess mm-hmm. um but uh i don't know you can, what about uh i mean I'd, rob I'd you're, 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 you're 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 on a jog you, you start jogging and uh just you know ah check your uh check your uh heart rate oh mm-hmm. ah, i mean you're a gym you're a gym rat now i would lean into it like I would, uh, if, oh, they, I bet. Oh, if, if they oh. stopped and turned around, I would stop, and I would turn around too. And confront them, and you say, you know, you know, I hide in bushes smoking, and, uh, and having battles with children. You got no, yeah, you got to emphasize. I'm, I'm not hiding in the bush. I'm hiding from the teenagers, the youths. Yeah, hiding, hiding in the bush. Um, the youths. Very. That's the very normal uh, thing. I don't know. Whatever. I think these, so. These things are. It's what it's what makes life exciting, RJ. Bush hiding. Yeah, bush hiding. Uh, Woman stalking. Well, this this is a, the opposite, really. This is like trying to. Uh, yeah, not violate like, the terms of your uh, release. Yeah, no, I I understand that. Like, I know he was actively trying to uh, flee from this woman, but. What if what you're if... walking? Okay, so you're walking like a, down a long hallway. And you're moving at a pretty good pace. And up ahead, you see somebody. Now, not even like, there's no other route. Say it's like, oh, they're actually a nice person. But at the same time, you would prefer to like listen to your, whatever's on your, you know, headphones. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you're like, oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. I don't, this person's going to slow me right down. Mm -hmm. And and for like 15 minutes, what -hmm. do you do? The situation never happens to me. I don't walk in hallways. Pizza Hut's one room. 
That's um, true. Yeah, it's it's just like from the, uh, the the dish pit and the buffet to your yeah. car and the toilet. Mm-hmm. And then and people, and weirdly, weirdly enough, people they seem to like always find themselves very far away from you. It's almost like they're doing what Rob is doing. Yeah, no, it is kind of like that. It's um, like that. But I would say like this happens in a grocery store sometimes. I'm not listening mm-hmm. to music. See, there you go. But, grocery stores. And, like at the end of the aisle, it's someone that I either used yeah. to know. Well, this is this is see this is chop uh, stop and chat. Right. Yeah. Like this is the but, this is the greatest fear. But it is a thing where it's like it's it's always one of two things. It's someone you knew like ten years ago, but you like kind of knew them, but not really. And then you're just like, do I say hi to them? Are they gonna talk to me? Do they remember me? And then you don't want to do it, but then you get close to them, and then they go, oh hey, and you go, oh hey, how's how's it going? And they go, yeah, pretty good. And you go, yeah, me too. <clears throat> Well, see you later. There's that one. Or there's yeah. someone that you do know, and then you actively avoid them because it's like, I know if I stop, I do have to talk to them. So you try to move around, but you're like, did they see me? Did they see that I saw them? You know what I mean, Jer? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they see that you saw them, and then it's like, they're like, you know, you know, they know. They're like, he just tried to get away from me. See, you're acting like you're above us all. Like you, you've never had this type of experience. Sounds like you do. You do. No, I just don't. Things. I don't. I don't deal in hallways. <laughs> Horse walking. You're that's, not a, that's the distinction you're, I wanted you're, to make. Yeah, you're not a pedestrian. Yeah, I don't deal in hallways. That's all. That's all. No. Yeah. So I got that going for me, which is pretty good. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's not much, but it's a living. It's honest work, right? Oh, right. Yeah. Well, I was go. gonna tell you something that happened this week, but I can't remember now. Oh shit! Maybe it'll come to you. It wasn't. It wasn't anything interesting. It was just something that was kind of related, but not really. You know what to I mean? W- related to what? Uh, stalking. Uh, okay. And things of the sort. Very good. Yeah, and things of the sort. Fantastic, RJ. Yep. That's it for emails. Oh, that's good. Uh, what you what you been uh, creeping on this week? Uh, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, yeah, you uh, are. Beavis and Butthead's so good, Jared. I know. You want to but tell you, me that? You, you know what's real horseshit though? Uh, there I is. No... Oh, I looked. I checked it. I, <sighs> I, I, I kind of looked on uh on, Paramount uh, myself, Paramount. Mm-hmm. and then I saw. I'm like, what season? Four, six, seven, eight. Did and then I clicked see... on four and I'm like, what the fuck? There's like three episodes or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. There is no good way to watch the definitive Beavis and Butthead experience. Because, uh, yeah, on Paramount, it starts on season four. There is three episodes out of like 40 or whatever. And then it jumps to season five and there's like five episodes. And then like if you're scrolling through it, the episodes that aren't available, it like it'll say it'll recommend. It'll say download Pluto TV for the other episodes. And it's like, what? Pluto like, TV. Pluto TV. That's what it, it said, like to find the other Beavis and Butthead episodes. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I was like, that sounds like horseshit. It's OK. Pluto TV is a free ad supported. Yes, streaming it's free. Television. Yeah, which which it did say it was like free on Pluto TV, but I was like, I don't want to have to like, fucking bounce around between like streaming apps to to just fucking watch Beavis and Butthead. I was like, that's horseshit. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't have. Yeah. Um, so I've been watching a lot of Beavis and Butthead, and I've seen Beavis and Butthead before, but uh, I uh, now that I've seen all of King of the Hill and I'm much older, I, mm-hmm. I have a much fonder appreciation for Beavis and Butthead because Butthead. 
is Hank Hill. And I, I never really realized that. But Mike Judge has a lot of the same cadence. And he, like, he says things in the same way. Like the way he says, like, dumbass. And, he, and like, some, some of the words he says, it's like, that's Hank. It's like, that's Hank Hill. He's just a pimply old, te- uh, like, little teenager. Well, they're burnout. They are different characters. but I know, I know the, they are. But, but the cadence is there. The cadence is there. Which uh, uh, I, I did. So I did watch the first episode. Uh, that's, oh, that's on Paramount. Yeah, yeah. The um, the cow tipping one. And oh yeah. There, there's the bit where because like the thing that I have not watched for ages because I've I've got these somewhere you know mm-hmm. between DVDs and uh, other means, but I don't have the music videos necessarily. Oh yes. And so the music videos are the thing that I I watched and like I remember the time like when I was younger I was like ah, I don't care about these music videos. But, but now, now going back, oh, yeah. uh, there's like the one where it's like the uh, is it the violent uh, fems, and uh, yeah. <laughs> but but it goes. These guys look like they went to college. <laughs> I, there's, there's so it, many so, good lines it's, like it's that. So funny. <laughs> there, there's it's like I know what you mean, Mike Judge. I know what you mean. <laughs> there's there's so many good lines like that. Um, like, uh, there's, there's a couple I've watched and I've actually, I showed Andrea a couple cause I, uh, I can't remember what it was. She went to bed early w- one night and she's like, what'd you watch last night? And I was like, uh, Beavis and Butthead. And she's like, what? She was just surprised more than anything. She's like, oh. what? She's like, Beavis See? and Butthead. And I was like, I was like, come people, on, watch one. People don't and get she, it. Well, no, but she actually, um, she liked it and she really liked the music videos she was like, she's like, you don't see these things very often anymore, hey? And she's like, it's kind of like pop-up video. And I was like, it is like pop-up video. Like the much music thing. I was like, but this is the original pop-up video. Yeah. I was like, this probably inspired that. But uh, I, I also really, really enjoyed the music videos because there's some I recognize. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's some where I'm like, I've never seen it before. I've never heard of these people mm-hmm. before. But you know exactly who they are when you watch it. You're like, well, oh, yeah. Well, right, the first music video that you would have watched here. was the uh, Safety Dance, right? Uh, that one was in there, yep. Oh, but that's like, but it's like, but oh, it's like the first episode. <laughs> but the, the line of, damn it, I'm sick and tired of seeing crap like this. <laughs> there's like there's uh, which i was like oh that's how i felt after watching the last 15 hours of movie that we just watched and yes. uh <laughs> yeah. but but since i'm like what how many times has he ever seen safety dance like that is a pretty uh unique music video i think you're like I've seen, yeah <laughs> i, don't think I remember seen watching that one safety dance a lot yeah as, a, as yeah. a young guy as a young lad jared yeah but no, I mean, all of the music video stuff has great commentary. It's so good. And uh, the episodes themselves are just, uh, they're really good. Like uh, some of them too. Like I, I watched a couple with Andrea and, and uh, there was one where it was just them standing around for the entire 10 minutes and nothing happened. She's like, she's like, you didn't really have to do much a long time ago for, to make shows interesting. Hey, and she meant it in a positive way. I was like, no, you didn't. And I was mm-hmm. like, this was, this was entertaining. I was like, this is all people needed, man. I, I have so I, I had Beavis and Butthead on VHS and oh, then yeah. I got the yeah so I had those watch I watched many many times mm-hmm. the DVDs um, yeah they I think there's like the one episode I always got a real soft spot for and it's sad it's not on here uh, Friday one? night good episode but sadly not not available and I'm looking at Pluto TV right now and I'm not really seeing a difference in the number of seasons and or episodes see that's horseshit then. Cause like, yeah, that was the only thing. Like, cause I watched an episode, 
And then it was one before I figured it out and I went because it was like episode two and I was like, oh, maybe they just don't have the first one. And then the next episode I watched was like 17. I was like, what? And like I went and I looked on the things and there was a thing on Paramount that said, go to Pluto TV to watch this episode. And I was like, no, I was like, I'm not doing that. (laughs) It was like a Beavis uh, and Butthead episode. I was like, no, I was like, I'm sick and tired of this shit. Uh, But anyways, yeah, yeah. there's an there's an episode coming up. It's called A Great Day like season seven the description of it an unusually upbeat episode where everything seems to happen in beavis and butthead's favor they find porn see a car accident two dogs humping I just, and i just watched and it. and more yeah i just watched that episode it's it's really good yeah everything that happens in in it they walk by and they go cool and uh it's just it's just a bunch of really good stuff happening that episode was really good uh the beavis and butthead um there was one where they become mall security guards. That one was very good also. Mm-hmm. I, I liked that one quite a bit. Uh, Bert, when they were delivering food for the burger joint, that one oh, was bur- good. Uh, burger World? Burger World, yeah. Lots of really good stuff, man. Uh, I remember uh, playing the Super Nintendo game, and uh, we actually had the Beavis and Butthead. Um, uh, it was this crazy thing. I don't know if you remember it, but it was them two on the couch, and you put it on top of your TV, and then uh, when you would change the channel... Like it had like a little photo uh, photo receptor in it, and it would like register that you were changing the channel, and they would they would talk out loud, and they'd be like, "This sucks." I did not have that. Yeah, we we had that. It was it was super cool. It was super cool. Uh, we don't anymore. I wish I did because that would be uh, that'd be pretty cool, man. It'd be pretty cool. But uh, anyways, I'm uh, I'm really enjoying my Beavis and Butthead, uh, because uh, it is, um, easy entertainment you know what i mean easy entertainment so good things all around uh i watched a bunch of stuff though actually jared other than beavis and butthead really yeah yeah i really yeah where did you find the time um i always have the time i don't have kids Mm -hmm. you know what i mean well you know elon musk had some words for you yeah i know what he said and, uh, he says a lot of things. He says a lot of things. You know, the Pope said something kind of similar, but his opinion was way better. Because uh, it was like, the, I don't know if you know the Pope right now, the new Pope. He's really hip, Jarrett. Because mm-hmm. uh, he, he was just like, you know, trans people are cool, man. He's like, there's no problem with that. All Catholics should just be welcoming to that. And everyone was like, right on, new Pope. Um, but uh, he said something once about gay people getting married. He's like, I don't care if gay, gay people get married. He's like, kind of selfish if you don't have kids though he's like so maybe you should just adopt some and it was just like hmm? all right new pope stick it to him man um but anyways yeah i got time i got time and it's like i've said before well these ones i watched all with uh andy so it was even easier better really so i've been been doing my game in jared been playing that russian uh apocalypse game i'm in the second one now I don't know if I should play the third one right away. What would you do? Just go right into the third, or would you space them out a little bit? I don't know. How are you feeling about it? They're good. They're fun. Are you hype? Are you hype to play another one? Well, see, this one's really good, and it's it's uh, lots of improvements from the first one. So this one, this one's really good. I probably got a five hours left at most. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. No. I I I'd really like to play the third one, but it's like I don't want to burn myself out though. You know. Maybe I should space it out. I don't know. I don't know. Hard to say. Anyways, do you know about suplexes? Uh, I, I know about suplays. 
Uh, have you ever se- heard of this movie, No Hard Feelings? I remember when this movie was coming out and people were, I think, uh, pretending to be offended. Hey, so this poster, it popped up on Crave, and uh, Andrew's like, what's this movie? And I was like, oh, I remember in the summer people were saying it was like a, a new raunch comedy, like uh, like an American Pie or something like that. And she's like, oh, she's like, well, you and me. She's like, we like those movies. And I was like, yes, we do. We do like those movies. Um, she's like, do you want to watch it? And I was like, yeah, sure. I can throw it on. Let's go. Um, it is not a raunch comedy at all. People are fucking out to lunch. There is <laughs> yeah. one nude scene in this where, uh, so there's there's a nude scene with, um, what's her face? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. And she's fighting people as she's nude. And like they're like punching her in the vagina and stuff like that. And then uh, she suplexes somebody while she's fully nude. So that's where the suplex city comes in. I see. Um, and that is it. That is the raunchiest thing in this movie. The rest of it is rom-com stuff. Like, completely. So I, I don't know. like, Because we were like 40 minutes in. And Andy was like, she's like, this isn't raunch comedy. And I was like, yeah, you're right. This isn't raunch comedy. Uh, Matthew Broderick is, Broderick is in this. Matthew Broderick. Yes, he is. And he's got the, long uh, silver hair. I, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I put know. a picture on uh, the, the the thing. <clears throat> That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so Jennifer Lawrence is a 30-something burnout, and like she's got no money, and her car gets repossessed. And then she sees an ad... And it's just like, our son's a mega nerd and he's going to college in two months. We need someone to like date him for two months. And then it was like, know what we mean? Mm-hmm. So it's Matthew Broderick and his wife and they're mega rich and their son's a mega nerd. And Jennifer Lawrence is like, yeah, I'll bone him. She's like, uh, just show me a picture. Tell me where he's going to be. I'll go. I'll go get him. Uh, like, cause uh, they're going to pay her with a car or something. And then she goes and she like tries to, but this this kid's such a mega nerd. He's like, "Let's go on a date." And he's like, "He's like, you're inappropriate. I f- I feel uncomfortable." And she's just like, "Come on, nerd, come bone this stuff." And uh, he's like, "No, thank you." That's what this movie is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not raunch comedy, not even kind of. But uh, I don't know. It is everything that you're thinking right now as I'm describing describing it. It is true. Whatever you whatever you think this movie is. That's what this movie is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was su- surprised by the uh, the suplex though. Yeah, that th- that threw you through a loop. Yeah, not the not the naked fighting. I was like, I've seen people naked fighting all like my whole life. Yeah. Uh, but uh, movies, real life, whatever. But uh, I was like the suplex. Mm-hmm. I was also kind of surprised that she she did full frontal nudity like that. Not the. Uh, Nothing about her personally, but you just don't see a lot of full frontal nudity anymore. You know what I mean, Jared? Well, I mean, speak for yourself. Well, full frontal with movement in, Mm. like, current day movies that go to theaters now is what I I mean. Because, like, you can see there's nudity, but uh, (laughs) when you you incorporate movement, I feel like that would scare a lot of people off. It's like, I don't want people seeing my body move while I'm naked, you know? What about in Trolls Band Together? Which ones? I don't know. Is there any nudity in that? Moving I don't know. Around. I didn't watch that. No, did you think or, I watched that? Well, I don't know if anyone did. I'm just asking. I mean, maybe there's some, oh. that, some of this what you're describing in that. Maybe I mean, it could w- be. Wish. It, it very much could be. I don't know. That's what's turning people off of the movies. Yeah. It might be. 
So anyways, we watched that down with some true crime documentaries. <laughs> yes. Well, one of them's not a doc. One of them's like a uh, a um a fic- semi-fictionalized, semi based on true documentation tellings of uh, Waco, mm-hmm. Jarrett. So RJ, now that you've watched Waco, the mm-hmm. and you've now watched Waco American Apocalypse, who's where does your sympathy lie? Where does my sympathy lie? Yeah, I mean, you have to I, read I, my review of both yeah, of these I, films. It's almost that's why I'm asking the question. It's almost like that, yeah. It's uh, it's very hard to draw a line on this case. So, like, I know about Waco. I knew what happened there, but I didn't realize like how um, how polarizing it was for for a lot of people at the time because there was all the the like anti-government freedom dudes, like all as I said, like all the libertarian guys that are just like they're just living their lives, man. The government's coming in here to bust them up. Um, but then there's the government side too, and they're like the go- when these guys are like, no, the government was lying, and it's just like, well. Even uh, David Koresh himself was like, yeah, these are my wives. These are all my children. And she's like, yeah, he was running like a polygamous cult. Like there's there's no secret there. He was up. He was the one talking about it. And it's like it's like, that's not good. Um, But uh, yeah, there's some wild stuff. Where do my sympathies lie? I think people should maybe not have like 50 wives and have relations with uh, like 14 year olds. Well, that's the rub, isn't it, Harder? Yeah. But also... Why, why? Why is it always... Like, this is like a consistent thing, too, with these uh, polygamist cults. It's like, yes. oh, it's like, what's wrong with, like, adults consenting and living their life? Like, it shouldn't even be an issue. Mm-hmm. And yet, it's always like, and oh. Then... And then you're like, oh, 11-year-olds, I... huh, dude? <laughs> you're yeah. like, you just... That's part of it now, too, is it? It's just like, I don't know. <laughs> The thing that blows my mind, though, uh, that I never I never knew before was that in the uh, the Branch Davidians, uh, all of the men were celibate. And David Koresh was like, he's like, I will take the burden of sexuality for everyone. He's like, I'll have sex with all the wives to free your mind. Is this this Matthew McConaughey? No, this this Taylor Kitsch, Tim Riggins from uh, Friday Night Nights. That's how he talks. But he, that, that's a line in the one thing. And, like, apparently that was true. Like, he was like, okay, all you men, he's like, sex is a burden. It just clouds your mind. I will do the sex for everybody. And they were like, <laughs> sounds good, Dave. <laughs> yeah, all right. They're like, finally, <laughs> somebody's doing it. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> like, and then when you get to the, when, when we watched the doc one, too, like, there was people who were yeah. in there who were taken out of it earlier on. And you're just like, mm. wow. That is what happened, and like the ladies are like, they're like, it wasn't sex. It was uh, it was um, it was Bible club, and it was just like that's what it felt like, and it, and it was like, um, I don't know, dude. I've been to Bible clubs before. There was never insertion into things during those things, so uh, I beg your pardon. You heard, you heard correctly. Um, so anyways, David Koresh is pretty wild. I also do think like in both of these, you do see some of the stuff that like uh. The uh, hostage res- rescue team, HRT, and mm-hmm. those guys, it's like, yeah, those guys did some bad stuff, too. Um, they definitely killed a bunch of those people, like, it, kind of intentionally. Hey, uh, here's, a, here's a fun fact off of uh, old Wikipedia. Uh, yeah. Does this appear in the show in any, or in either of these products? The Let's Houston Chronicle reported that Koresh was obsessed with American entertainer Madonna and wanted to kill her. 
uh, that wasn't in either of these. Oh, but man. you know what was in this a lot? David Kresh's favorite film, The Lawnmower Man. No. They mentioned that many, many times. <laughs> wow. There's even a scene of Michael Shannon watching The Lawnmower Man. He says, this is his favorite movie, huh? I don't get it. But, um, so, yeah, but so I see, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of looking over the Koresh uh, page, just, you know, uh-huh. as you're supposed to do. And, uh, so yeah, just like does. allegations, allegations, yeah. unfa- that they were unfounded. I mean, he some never, of them are he, like he, on record, though. No. They, like were in, they, though? Well, in the, in the wake of like yeah. the dog, this is, this is where things, there's get. like I mean, footage of him saying these things out loud, and you're just like, yeah, that's pretty undisputable. But yeah. like, which ones? Which things? Oh, I have no idea. Oh. Okay, so, here, so here's oh, yeah, okay. There's one bit here where uh, Thibodeau, a student of Koreshian, one of the few mm-hmm. to escape the fire that destroyed the compound, stated in 2018 that while he considered Koresh a friend, he certainly was guilty of something. He was either a polygamist or he was guilty of statutory rape. Probably both. I mean, um, it's definitely both. I, yeah, I mean, the thing with I mean, I. I don't care about polygamy like, at all. That's like the, the fact so that anyone pro? cares about that. I, I completely, uh, no, I'd be indifferent it, mm. it, to me. I'm like, the fact that it's a crime is strange are you, are to you me. Long as However, the cool. problem is, is that apparently, <laughs> apparently leads to this or accusations at least. I'm not sure. Since, well, uh, we never, we ever had a trial RJ. Well, I mean, that's, that's why they were afraid, you know, they were, they were afraid of secrets would come out. I mean, yeah. I'm sure about that too. But Rambiter, uh, Seventh Day Adventists. Both so, of these two things are pretty upfront with him marrying everybody, and then also being like, "Yeah, she was like 13, 14 when she, or 14." But then it's also stated it's like that yeah. is the age of consent in Texas. So it was like that's legal, or was at the time. I it hope. was at the time. Yeah. It was at the time. Have they adjusted accordingly? So it was it was legal at the time, but uh, so, people still had the ick about it. Yeah, though. I was gonna say, but but. Ew. Uh-huh. Ew. Okay, so here's the story. Compounds. Branch, compounds. Branch, Branch Davidian compounds. He was not the starter. This was a thing that he came into, and he took over, Jarrett, which I never yeah. realized. So uh, there was an old, real old-ass lady who was in charge, and her son was going to come up to be the leader, and David Crush married her. And then when she died, him and the him and the other guy had, like, a fight for dominance. And David Crash won. Was it a he, brawl he, for all, or was it a it battle was, of minds? It was both, I think. So it was like David Crash had followers, and they like ousted this guy, and they forced him out of the compound, basically. Which I was like, ooh, interesting. <laughs> uh, and then they were there, and their whole thing is, uh, you know, clean living uh, off of the off the land and stuff like that. But uh, David Crash was also like, but I am gonna marry everybody. And uh, the big thing in both of these was that Koresh had, like, uh, some guy who was a PhD in theology and, like, of religions, and then some guy who was a PhD in, like, accounting or in law or something. And it's like, it's like, see, he got intellectuals. He he got the thinking man, too, not just, like, regular men. And you're just like, yeah, okay. Um, but his big thing was how he interpreted the seven seals in uh, the Bible and like what those meant and like the end of days. So that's what these guys were about. Right. And then David Thibodeau came in. He just wanted to play drums. He wanted to be a band because David Koresh was also a Bon Jovi esque front man 
for a band. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so they came in, and then the government was wise to it, and uh, John Leguizamo, in real life and in the show, he's like an inside man. He's like, yeah, they got guns for sure. So uh, ATF, um, what mm-hmm. is it, alcohol, tobacco, firearms, they go in, and they shoot the shit out of this place. Um, and uh, ATF claims that uh, the Davidians shot first, but... I mean, I think the evidence is probably there. I, I do think ATF just went in there and just started shooting the shit out of everything, maybe. That's how it you seems. Never, don't never trust the you, feds. Yeah, you don't know. But uh, And then uh, there was, what was it, 58-day standoff after that point. So ATF gets relieved by the FBI, and then the hostage rescue team comes in. And then within the FBI, the negotiators and the host- hostage rescue team fight with each other because they disagree with how things are handled. And then uh, some people get out, um, but then uh, they they go in with tear gas and uh, blow everyone up, and they all die. Dun, dun, Read them. Dun, dun. Oh, yeah, fire. Hey, you could, yeah. uh, are you going to check out uh, any Ruby Ridge documentaries now? Uh, it's brought up in um, the, the one Waco one, the dramatization. Yeah. So yeah. the one with Taylor Kitsch and Michael Shannon. Uh, Michael Shannon, who is... Uh, Gary Nesner, the lead interrogator, that's his intro into this thing is um, him at Ruby Ridge with the leader of HRT. And that like that, that's kind of an ongoing thing in this one. The dramatization is based on two books, the book from Gary Nesner, the FBI guy, and the book from David Thibodeau, who is the Branch Davidian survivor guy. Gotcha. And you're just like, oh, interesting. Uh, so we watched both of these. The dramatization is definitely like pro- uh, pro compound a hundred percent like as, as you said sympathetic they are incredibly sympathetic to uh the compound folk and everything in this is just like yeah everything that the uh the davidian said happened is is how it happened but they also acknowledge it's like yeah david crash is like married to young kids and stuff and they're like so that's not good but but they're like hey he was uh he was our leader what are you gonna do so Anyways, uh, there's some, like, hilarious scenes in this thing, too. Like, it's pretty well done, but there's a scene where, like, when uh, when HRT starts using the PSYOPs and they're blasting the compound with, like, uh, noise 24-7, yep. uh, there's a scene where David Koresh goes up into the watchtower uh, with his band, and he's like, and they start, like, playing music back at them, and you're just like, uh, okay. You're like, I don't know if this one happened, but... Uh, I doubt it. Um, so anyways, the dramatization is very much for the Davidians. And then uh, Waco, American Apocalypse, which is the Netflix doc. This one is, uh, it's its a little bit more fair. It, uh, they're just like, yeah, the government did some bad stuff. But these guys were also doing a lot of bad stuff. And it does show a lot of other things. It's like, this is why the government is like, has their stance. And it's like, it is kind of believable. Where it's like this, this, and this. That the compound guy said didn't happen they're like this is us showing you that it did happen so you're like oh okay and then uh the people they interview like that were taken out of the compound during the hostage negotiations um they're still like ride or dies for david crush like Mm -hmm. this one lady was like i never want to leave he's like those fuckers they did everything wrong it's like david was he's still my messiah and you're just like oh dear (laughs) you're like "Uh oh so anyways interesting stuff here Interesting stuff. Waco. So like I said, I uh, I knew a lot about the Waco stuff, or I knew a 
bits about the Waco stuff, but uh, I didn't realize all of the uh, fallout of Waco. So apparently this dramatization has a Waco season two. Uh, oh. Where it's not, or it's Waco Aftermath, where Gary Nesner is uh, chasing um, Timothy McVeigh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because in the Netflix one, there's clips of Timothy McVeigh at Waco because he's just like, he's like, these guys did nothing wrong. He's like, this government's doing it. And you're just like, oh, interesting. Interesting. So, one thing I always think about with Waco was uh, years ago, uh, Ed Brubaker did this miniseries comic with vertigo called scene of the crime and yeah. it had like a complete like riff on waco oh, yeah. I, it's, it's been forever i mean it's been i don't know 25 years since i read that comic but mm-hmm. yeah it was like definitely being like oh yeah he, he wants the children to participate in the activities sure he does yeah 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 so i think they both did bad stuff the government definitely killed people but david koresh yep. was definitely Raping kids and stuff. So, so. Well. You rate the atrocity, Jared. Which one's Amer- worse? Uh, it sounds like America to me. It is definitely freedom. So uh, we followed that up with a, uh, a documentary, uh, a true crime doc by Jared Hess. Do you know Jared Hess, Jared? Uh, yeah. The man who brought us Nacho Libre. And Napoleon Dynamite. Well, that too. That too. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of this he, one. He brings he brings his Mormon uh, sensibilities to uh, murder among the Mormons. Yes, he does. Yes, he does, because he is Mormon. No. And uh, we watched this thing called Murder Among the Mormons, which in my review I said, I think the title's misleading because the focus of this is based on uh, what this one guy did to the Mormon church. But then like at the end, they're like, oh, yeah, he also did this, this, and this. And you're just like, what? You're like, that's way bigger than you guys are making it seem. And it's just like, this guy is like the lead of this. What he did to the Mormon church is almost like uh, not an afterthought, but it's like, um, you should have talked about more of what he did in general. I don't know if I should like, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of, you watch in, like the first two episodes of this and it's all about Mormon church stuff. And then you watch the third episode and it's like, this is what really was going on. And you go, oh. And it's not really about the Mormon church anymore. I don't know if I should say or not. Um, have you ever heard of the White Salamander letter? I have not. Neither neither, uh, neither have I. So what the way this is talking is there's this guy. And I can't remember his name. Uh, but uh, he was a guy who grew up Mormon from Salt Lake City and stuff like that. And uh, he became a, a collector of rare documents. And like uh, he found things like documents from george washington and documents from like i don't know other old american dudes and uh the one thing he hit it really big with was he found this thing from um someone who was in early day mormonism with uh joseph smith Mm -hmm. and uh it was called the white salamander letter and in mormonism doctrine uh joseph smith like met an angel who showed him the golden plates Mm. and in the white salamander letter joseph smith was led to the golden plates by a white salamander and apparently the church really didn't like this because it was against uh what they had been teaching for a long time and it kind of like went against their like uh 
like their uh, rhetoric of uh, like how how the religion started and stuff like that. Uh, and this guy's like, yeah, this is what it is. So he like sold it to a guy who was a collector who worked for the church. And the church is like, we'll hang on to this and we'll, we'll validate it one day. And uh, they sent it off to some people and they're like, by all accounts, this is a, this is a genuine document. Like it's, it looks like it's a hundred years old and mm-hmm. they're like, we can't prove that it's not. And so they're like, holy shit, the white salamander. Uh, and then what happens is uh, what you find out is this guy's got a new thing he's found. It's called the McClellan doc- uh, collection. Mm-hmm. And apparently it has some shocking insight into the foundation of the Mormon religion. And you go, oh, dear, that, that sounds scary. Uh, and then he's got a meeting with the guy who bought the white salamander letter to go to the church. And then he's got a meeting with the church. Uh, and then a day or two before it happens, the the buyer uh, is killed in a bombing. And one of the other guys involved, he's not killed, but his wife is because there was a bomb left at their home. And then the guy who found all of these letters, uh, he is also involved in a bombing. His car gets bombed, but he doesn't die. He st- he stays alive. And uh, and that's what this documentary is about is it's what's going on. He said, was the Mormon church killing people? Was it other collectors chill- killing people? Or was there something else going on, Jarrett? In the course of because this is Netflix, yeah. Over the course of it, is there any moment where and what happened next? None of us could have expected, and it cuts away dramatically. There's a little bit of that, and, and a bit uh, of that, and, and inspire like that kind of like no 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 music at the end of things, and uh, yeah, good. There's a there's a little bit of that, and then there's also like dudes that they're interviewing for this, and it's like don't interview this guy. He's definitely a criminal. It's like he was a hundred percent involved. Like when you do find out, like the the main guy in this there's been a guy they've been interviewing the whole time and like they've said it's like yeah they hung out all the time he was a secondhand guy and this guy's like he talks really weird he's like i could never believe what i was seeing this man was the devil he was satan himself and i never knew and you're you're watching you're like this guy's fucking in on it jordan you're like that dude probably planted the bombs himself like i don't know i don't want to I don't want to be discriminatory, but uh, that, the dude in this is 100%. He was in on it, and you're just like, mm, yeah. I don't know about that one, boys. Yeah. So that one was uh, just went, Good grief. Good grief. This one is, it is, a, it is an interesting documentary, though, because of uh, what comes from it. I don't know. It's like I said, I could say what it is, but it kind of like spoils the whole thing. Like what you find out eventually, you could probably figure it out on your own, but I, got, uh, I, have, I have Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you do. It is an interesting story. So does anyone ever go, well, the white salamander, that's unrealistic. It was definitely the angel that showed him where the golden plates were. They do. A, they do a lot, actually. Yeah. That was what, uh, like when I was watching with Andrew, like, uh, as I've said many times, we were raised in, um, quasi-catholic households in the sense that we went to catholic school but both like our parents weren't um practicing catholics do you know what i mean like new age catholics it's like you go to catholic school but you leave it there don't bring that shit home are you are you baptized rj i am baptized yep good good uh but we were watching this and uh, we were making fun of that point too where it's like the white salamanders this thing that uh that threw them off it's like they should have owned that and been like yeah shit 
The angel was the white salamander. He just couldn't appear as himself. That's what I would have done. That's what the new hip pope, that's what he would have done. He'd be like, fuck yeah. He's he like, the salamander sounds pretty sick. Yeah, he'd be like, pope. he'd be like, God created salamanders just like people, man. Why can't a salamander be one of God's angels? You know what I'm saying? They should have leaned into it. That's what the, they should have yep. done. I mean, I guess it was better that they didn't. Um, but uh, you know, the weirdest thing about this is, yeah, uh, like right at the end, there's right at the end there is like um, there's a uh, montage of mug shots. So it's like when the guy first gets arrested, and then it's like two years later, it's another mug shot, and then like five years later, it's another mug shot. Mm-hmm. And there's like this weirdly like poppy music playing in the background. It's like dom boom boom boom, and it's just like his mug shots through the last twenty years, and you're like. Why are they showing us this? In my mind, I'm like, it's like when they play the the shins. New <laughs> slam. Some uh, sub pop uh, label uh, music. I mean, that's what it felt like. But it, I we've watched. I've watched a lot of these true crime doc things, especially in the last two years. And I was like, no. when that happened, I was like, what the fuck was that? Was well, like, and, that then, was and then bizarre. you went, well, geez. I mean, they could have used some uh, musical selections like uh, Rainier Fastbinder had. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, and actually, uh, I don't know if you want, but we did watch another one last night. I just uh, it was too late for me to log. And then today I was too busy uh, to log it yet. So I have not recorded it. What is it? Is it that hard to log a film on Letterboxd? No, it was just last night I went to bed and then I was like, I don't know if I want any fa- funny quips for this thing or, uh, you know, a review or not. But um, I don't think I need a review of this to be uh <clears throat> To be honest, so I'll just log this, okay. and uh, I'll I'll put it as yesterday, so that yep. it is nice and clean. True crime. Yep. Doc, uh, we watched the uh, Boston Marathon bomber one. Uh, okay. Which one's that? It's new. It came out this year. So the, the one American Manhunt. So I watched one a few years ago that was actually about the the Reddit bullshit around the Boston bomber stuff. There's a little bit of that in there. A, a lot of uh people who are who still obsess about uh open int about open intelligence yeah. and they're like, "Wow, this is clearly uh this is how I want to bust the case wide open <laughs> with my browser." Sure. And they don't have to do anything, but they're helping. And then they come up with wrong leads and then waste people's time. My favorite. Yeah. No. There there's a hilarious moment in this where they're like like when they did release this stuff and it, it, like it's a zoom in of a search bar and it's like www.reddit.com and andrea looked at me and she's like mm-hmm because she knows i i use Reddit. yeah you're I a Redditor. you're site. part you're part of the problem i you? know i know i don't comment on shit and i, I don't do anything like that mm-hmm. but um what was i gonna say uh you know this one's good because i like again i knew what happened at the Boston Marathon thing, but I didn't know like a ton of the details after the fact. I was like, I don't know who those two dudes were, or like what it was all about. It's pretty Allegedly. good. Well, no, the the dude confessed at the end. No, no that you knew. Oh or yeah. No. Well, I mean, I knew what happened at the Boston Marathon bombing. The biggest thing with this thing, I think, is um, because it is semi recent in time like 10 years is all uh they use a lot of like cell phone footage and it is pretty like um it's pretty jarring to watch to be honest like you're 
because they have it from a bunch of different angles and you see like the bombs going off at people and you're just like oh you're like fuck <laughs> makes you feel bad <laughs> which i mean yeah. that's it should because there was people dying because of a bomb and losing their limbs and things like that but uh yeah, you watch it and you're just like, oh my god. I, I just didn't know all the stuff that happened afterwards. Like the shootouts they had in like suburbs with like police and things like that. I was like I was like, that's pretty wild. Um But there was one guy in this that uh is like you see this guy and you're like, Man, is there anything this guy can't fucking do? He was a he was like a, a special agent in like Boston police or whatever. Whatever that means, like a detective or like a lead, uh like uh like a manager or whatever. He wasn't the chief, but he was some guy high up in the police thing. And he ran the Boston marathon. So he ran it in like four hours and then he was driving home. And then he, he heard that the bombs went off and he goes back and then he's like helping investigate. And then like a day or two later, he's like one of the guys who was uh, one of the arresting officers that actually like found the people. And you're just like, fuck. And he, he's just like this really sweet little guy. And you're just like that guy. And he's like, yeah, I ran the marathon. And he's like, yeah, we, he's like, I was eventually, like, he doesn't say I, he's like, yeah, we eventually got him. But like, when they show it, like, he's the guy who got them. And you're just like, holy shit. Like, this guy's incredible. Very humble. Very humble. Just like me. Just like you. So that was another one I watched. True crime. True crime. Netflix Scott's you, you feel If you're feeling like you're solving the, the cases. No. I never do that. I just like to see how bad the world is. Okay. It validates me. Mm-hmm. And the things that I do. That's why you're on Reddit. Well, I'm on Reddit, as Andrew would say, like a school shooter. <laughs> she she says Reddit. that to me all the yeah. time. No. Yeah. Sad. So anyways, you watched lots of stuff this week, eh? Yeah. Watch some documentaries. I don't know if they're of uh, much interest to to you are they about waco they are not oh what are they about uh you know about the zapatistas rj it's one of the hardest things for me to talk about to be very honest with you rj do you you know about uh do you remember nafta i do know about nafta yeah do you know what happened when nafta got signed in and and started uh like on january 1st 1994 I, i do know what happened in nafta russia Russia happened? Yeah, Russia happened. Oh, It was okay. the first time Russia was really on the scene. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's when it started in 1994. Well, you know what also yeah. happened was um, some uh, some folk in southern Mexico, the Zapatista National Liberation Army, they mm-hmm. sprang up because uh, they're, uh, one of their uh, leaders, I guess, Subcomandant Marcos, mm-hmm. who's a man wearing a balaclava, briar, and a pipe, He's like, you know what they're fucking going to do to to support this NAFTA bullshit? They're going to sell all the fucking land to these companies, and mm. then all you people are going to be working it, getting paid shit, so they could make sure that they meet the demands of their treaty now with America, the all-consumer. Uh, and that's not a good deal. And uh, the indigenous no? people, the Mayans that down there uh, in uh-huh. Mexico, they're like, enough of this shit, so... They got some balaclavas. They got some guns. Mm-hmm. They they mm-hmm. kicked they kicked some farmers off of their land, mm-hmm. uh, and they went, "No, this is ours now." And uh, Mexico was never really able to take it back. That. 
they never were able to take it back. So this, so this was like 1998 when this documentary, A Place Called Chappas, I'm, I'm going to call it that, uh, came yes. out. This, this is uh, directed by um, a woman uh, from Canada, Nettie Wilde, who oh, wow. uh, it looks like she's got a, uh, a record in making some movies about uh, revolutions, uh, one called A Rustling of Leaves Inside the Philippine Revolution, which was from 1988, uh, mm. which also involves uh, plain folk with guns saying, fuck off. Um, and yeah. It's kind of like before the story resolved, because in 2000, I think the, I can't remember who it was, Vincent Fox, whatever president they wound up electing, he was like the first change in government in 70 years, even though they had democracy. They just kept electing the same party. Um, so yeah, things kind of settled in for these guys. But yeah, you just kind of, you're like, it's like on the ground. Uh, she is like with the, the revolutionaries, um, hanging out, doing whatever. And, um, like us, like you, like us. We're just hanging out, doing whatever. We are. There's like, there's, there's definitely times in the documentary where, where you feel the '90sness of it. Ooh, so I like that. Yeah, not too shabby. Huh. So I checked that out, and then I followed that up with uh, later that same day uh, another documentary on YouTube because there's always great. Uh, what a great resource it is. Uh, it's called Eric Hobsbawm, The Consolations of History. This is just about this, uh, you know, uh, he's died about 10 years ago, but an old man uh, historian, uh, communist, who was writing history books, uh, looking at the world through a Marxist-Leninist lens, RJ. How do really? you feel about that? That's right. I don't really have a comment about that, to yeah. be honest. No, there's not much to be said. I mean, it's just information. Um, there's no like crazy story. There's no one. Uh, there's no like salamanders. There's no one. Uh, no white salamanders. No, no polygamists. Damn. No, uh, no child abuse. Damn. Yeah. Was there? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Was there in any way Reddit involved in this? No, there was not. Shit. We, yeah, Reddit hadn't happened yet. Or was this the kickoff that started Reddit? Oh, this have is you, where it all began. Have you considered that? Yeah. Have you considered that? It's made possible. Yeah. Possible. I feel like you didn't consider that earlier. Do you know what I mean? No, I have to. I have to rewatch it. I guess. Well, did you like these documentaries? Yeah, they're fine. Mm, uh, there's these matters. are like there's no like. Um, it's been a while since I've watched a documentary where like holy crap that was so good or so mm-hmm. moving. Sometimes it's just I just want pure information. Um, delivered to me, and you get to see some video, audio to go along with that, and yeah, that's all you can hope for. I mean, there's like the the true crime Netflix stuff. I mean, it lends itself so much to a narrative that you can get swept into it. Whereas, well, these ones seem to be like just like, oh, here's what's happening. Uh, usually, it's like mm-hmm. a, you have their subject matter of like, here's a guy who didn't hurt anybody. He's mm-hmm. just, yeah, you know, he was just. Uh, a guy who bounced around from England to being in Berlin in the Weimar Republic and Hitler he getting was. elected. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know that. And then I watched this and I went, huh, there it is, RJ. Things are coming up. <laughs> Bibikoff. Really? No escape. no escape. No escape. I know you're a big Bibikoff supporter, so that's good. Yeah. Um, Big fan. So anyway, yeah. But then you bounce there, go back to England, you uh, you, you fall in with those communists, and uh, it's all it's all smiles and sunshine from there. 
MI5 spying on you. Is that bad or good? That's probably not great. Mm. No. But anyway, good times. Good Good times, times had by all. Yep. Terrific. Any uh, news you want to share with Who, the people? Me? Yeah. You. <clears throat> me, the listener? There was a bunch of movie, movie news. Scoops. Uh, hit, me, hit me with those scoops. There was one I saw about uh, people throwing items at the cast of Dune 2. No. Did you see the clip? No. Florence Pugh gets pegged in the head with something, and she's like, ow. Why? Why? I mean, I, I imagine they were aiming for Tim, for Timothy. <laughs> Uh, but uh, they probably felt pretty fucking bad when they hit uh, Florence Pugh. What did they do? She <laughs> well, yeah, Florence didn't what do anything. But what, what did any like? What did what did he do? Like they didn't do like, nothing. He's just he's fucking just a actors making a fucking sci-fi movie. Whoa. Yeah. What did they hate? Did now did they hate the movie or did, were they just no? Like, I think they were just excited. Being, I think they were being excited, but like yeah, because I I took a screenshot, but there was like a I I saw it as a gif, and it's like. I don't know the size of like a cell phone, like something like pops her in the head, like, and I I saw it and I was just like, ow! I was like, that doesn't look good, man. <sighs> but um, let's talk about the preserver a little bit. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. What do you? How do you feel about uh, DC's the preserver? Well, I had to look him up because I didn't remember this particular uh, wrinkle in the... Uh, but as soon as you Superman saw Superman, and... Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, it came back to me. I went, ah, yes, the Superman animated series character who showed up mm-hmm. one time. Yeah. Let's let's talk about that. Well, the uh, preserver's kind of like um, the collector or like, well, you know, like Toy like, Man almost. Like like I told Chris Cheney, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to... Um, I can't talk about it. Uh, my, mm-hmm. my article for The Atlantic will explain it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think that's totally fair. I'm well, a big do we, preserver do we, guy. Do, do, do we want to talk about a uh, Chris Cheney's uh, predicament? What happens? This actually ties back to what Rob Eagle kind of was talking about to a degree. It's like these social interactions. What happens when you don't want to talk to somebody? How do you handle that? I think my I honestly was, my advice was pretty good, right? You yep. saw that, yeah. I think that's yep. I think that's all you do. Your advice is good, and me like I'll entertain it very very briefly, and then I'll go. All right. And he's like, I, I got to head out, boys. Yeah. Yeah. I, but yeah, I, I just discovered some very interesting news. Oh, shit. So I posted Lon Chaney Jr.'s uh, picture from Evangelion about the end of the Criterion Creeps. Yeah. And uh, not only is this more likes than we usually get by a lot, it's, uh, it's, it's Neon Genesis content. Yeah, because it. And, but and I think it, maybe are are people liking it because they think we're done with the podcast? Because three separate people have now commented, "It's ending. Don't end. I love this podcast." Three separate people, and it's like, I don't know if they understand what I was doing with that man. I was just talking about like that four fucking weeks of Berlin Alexanderplatz has really ended us. I did comment that I just meant figuratively and spiritually. Do you think people understand? I don't think they do, man. Do we have to say something? 
and make a statement. Nah, let it live. Let it let it ride. The, well, next they, Wednesday when, they, when, when they we post see, again, they'll yeah. go, "Oh, they're back." <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll figure it out. Yeah, I just that's my news is that um, people who follow us on Instagram, I don't know if they listen to the podcast explicitly, yeah, but they're very sad to hear that it might end the thing they haven't listened to in years and years and years. I don't think anyone listens to this anymore. Do you? No, God, no. Kidding me? Doesn't seem like it. Not really. That's mm-hmm. okay. We never did it for the fan. The fan. The fan. D. The fan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can see a child eating. Like, I don't know what this is. Like a... Where Where are you seeing this? Uh, this is food and snacks. Foods and snacks. Let yeah. me Let me have a look here. What's going on in foods and snacks? Oh, uh, yeah, she. It's either a waffle, yeah, or a pizza, or like a, like a calzone. Yeah, I'm not sure. Or it's like a pizza turned upside down. I mean, it's not like it could be that too. Could be yeah. that too. Yeah. What's your stance on calzones? Uh yeah. Take or leave. Uh, take or leave. Interesting. Just have pizza. I I mean I I do I would rather just have pizza to be honest. Mm. But if if someone gave me a calzone, I'd say. Don't mind if I do. Uh, <laughs> uh what else do we got here? Uh, um... uh Beavis and Butthead screenshots. Good, good ones too, hey? Yeah. 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 It's Beavis and Butthead, all right. Yeah, it's Beavis and Butthead, all right. Yeah. Sam's physical media acquisitions has not had a post in four months. Which is unfortunate. I mean, I'm seeing Sam Sanchez. He's online right now. He's a mobile. He doesn't even yeah. know it. Well, he so doesn't listen to this podcast we're, we're, anymore. We're talking about him right now. Yeah, he doesn't listen to this anymore. So, um, okay. so hey, what do you, what do you make of this whole thing about like the Marvels and the fact that Disney just says we're not going to report on the box office anymore? I was like, I'm sorry. Do you have do you have to give permission to for that to be reported? Or isn't that just press? like? Isn't that just information that would be available? Like when the box office gets reported, or do they go, oh, no, we're not talking about that? I mean, no, that, that's, there's no way they have control over that. That's, that's a weird that's look. Nonsense. That's that's some real loser energy yeah. right there. All of it is loser energy. Walk, and it's, walk it, just walk it off. Walk it off. I mean, I, I understand what Stephen King was saying, too, where he's just like, I don't know why people gloat about this. He's like, I don't care about that movie, but whatever. But at the same time, it's just like, I don't want to be that guy, but like a lot of these movies do flop, and people are like, "Well, why did this movie flop?" And it's hey, like, because people do don't know, care about these fucking characters. In 2019, before the COVIDing, Disney had, I think, one of the biggest years ever for like a studio. It was like, I'm sure it did five, sure six did. billion dollars, and but people don't it, care anymore. Well, people don't need to go to the theater. No, theaters are, what, yeah. well, also theaters are expensive. Uh-huh. Uh, people just have other things on the go. Uh, the people that were going to these movies, probably that main audience, have grown up four years, and their or lives stuff. have changed substantially. Like, so some people are like in a different point in their life like, for a lot, multiple, like for litany of reasons. Litanies. Uh, litanies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's lots of reasons why people check out on movies, and it's like, yeah, Marvel had a 15 year run. What's funny though is they always say, "Well, was, the peak was Endgame. Show just ended there." And it's like these fucking liars all went to see that fucking Spider-Man movie. Yes, they did. That movie was huge. 
They 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 keep watching Marvel movies. They're animated they still watch form. them. They just like to complain. But they, about but but them. now they're while well, now they're not going to see them necessarily either. I've seen some people throw out there. Uh, I think Oliver did about the the mm-hmm. TV shows have uh, kind of depleted the brand. But I'm like, yeah, I mean that's something too. But I honestly didn't even know there was a TV show. I mean, I'm I'm the, I'm not the audience anymore. But do people know that there's these shows? I guess you would they, know if you had Disney so, Plus or if they're. I'm not sure where the like promotion of this stuff is. I just yeah. know because. Weirdly enough, once again, when I really start seeing this stuff, have, people have opinions about it. It's not like because Moon Knight's on; no one even t- cares about that. Uh-huh. But when she, because She Hulk exists, people really have opinions all of a sudden. Weirdly, also a, a, another yeah, another thing involving a woman that becomes really singled out, coincidentally, <laughs> over and over again. I don't know what that's about, RJ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we could go to Reddit. <laughs> They would probably ah, be we could. Tell us. Well, tell me, um, tell me what's going on on Reddit. <laughs> what's the discourse? <laughs> well, I mean, I uh, I do agree. Like uh, the TV shows are too much. I felt that before Endgame. I think I, I said on this very thing, I was like, it's too much to keep track of. He's like, I just don't want to have to watch all this shit. Where's the promotion for it? They didn't need to do it ever. The promotion was the movies, and they stopped promoting shit. I think like, um, but. No, I don't know. Like these movies will never stop coming out. I think the Marvel fans, they should have just been DC fans to begin with, because you would be filled with disappointment from the start. <laughs> your Aquaman? expectations, your you... expectations oh. would have been down here. <laughs> there was a story about Aquaman two being like the the Christmas movie, and theater owners are like, "Oh God." <laughs> it's like, cause, well, because so the one thing that uh, someone I think accurately pointed out was mm. there there's a lot of like not good superhero movies that were far outperforming what they should have mm-hmm. and that was because like these movies were like n- could not miss affairs people were just going to them and even though like they're bad people were going to them but now they've lost that dc's completely lost its meaning because these oh, movies do not they don't matter even though like i'm sure uh Blue Beetle? Come, James Gunn will go, oh, hey, yeah, uh, this one definitely might be in consideration of the Gunverse. And then just, and it's a lie. Or, they, or they'll or they say, no, it's not. Uh, people really hate Amber Heard, who's still, like, I think yeah. in the movie to some degree. Yep. Uh, so there's that. Uh, weirdly enough, also, also a woman. <laughs> Weird. Strange, eh? Strange. Strange. Um, yeah. Uh, no, actually, no, I, I, I do know what you mean. And it is like, yeah. I mean, so my point was like, if you were a DC fan this whole time, you would have never gotten your hopes up and you would have been fine. But uh, what you were saying too, where it's like uh, this, ever, they all went to that Spider-Man movie and it, and like the reliance on other stuff, like the TV shows with the mainline Marvels, it is too much, but I watched that new Spider-Man movie, Jared, and I knew what was going on because I, I know what Spider-Man is. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I think that movie is like all these people with four or five stars. It's like you're out of your fucking mind because it is so like every single line in that is like, do you remember when we did this? It's it's me. It, Peter, it's me. The Sandman. <laughs> Marco. He, oh, my God. I, I, I'd really like you to watch that because I think you I think you would see scenes like that and you'd be like, huh? Hey, I remember watching um whatever we went to, uh, and there was like the Doctor Strange trailer. Uh, and I was, and the Flash? Was, no. It was like before that. Before but that? I was, and I was like, I have no idea what's going on. 
I know. And like, because I, I, I was just watching, you're, it, I'm like, you're a I feel comic nerd too. Like, well, I'm like, what's what? Is, this feels like it's referencing things that are really important. Like, I I don't think I've watched anything with the Scarlet Witch in it ever. Like, because I, I I don't think when she was, was the last Silver... time you watched Marvel what, what, movies. Like, what, the what, first what, what, Avengers, a Civil War with you. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then I and then I saw like minutes of Black Panther before I went no. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the the hideous CGI, mm-hmm. so bad. I know that, pretty, I think uh, that was that would have been the last one I watched was before uh, like thirty five minutes of Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. I wish you could have seen more, man. I really wish you could have. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. And now I do see that people say, "Yeah, the effects in the Black Panther one were not that good." Oh yeah, <laughs> were they? Oh really? Chadwick did, Boseman did, should get an did, Oscar though. Posthumous. Yeah, that's the other thing that annoys me. People all hate, they all hate the women, but they all support the dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. He died. I love the dead. Hey, remember uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever? I do remember Black Panther Wakanda Forever. That Wakanda. movie is almost, that's almost three hours long. I'm sure it is. Jesus. Hey, to break away from Marvel real quick, did you hear that Godzilla is trans now and people are really fucking upset about that? No, I actually kind of like it because all no, the I things I've seen on it are that. people making fun of the people who are like actually talking about this. So they put out a preview for the new Godzilla Kong movie, right? Yeah, <clears throat> you know how this also, is also while you're on Reddit hearing about people being mad about that, I just see people talking about how uh, Godzilla shouldn't run and being yes. upset well, about that. Yes, and that's what I mean. All the things I've seen about this are people who are making fun of those people. But there was Godzilla and Kong run, running, and it was the still from Rocky Three, uh, because it's like this is what they look like, and it's like yes, yes, very good. But uh, uh, the one that I saw that people were poking fun at was um, like right wing guys were mad because in the last Godzilla movie he had blue dorsal fins when he went radioactive, and in this one he has pink dorsal fins when he goes radioactive, and they were putting the color palette together, and they're like, look. It's the trans flake. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know, man. It's like, maybe he is. Maybe Godzilla is trans. And someone was like, Godzilla can't be trans. Godzilla's a man. And he's just like, I don't know if you know about liz- lizards, Godzilla's dude. a man. He's <laughs> like, he's male. He's and it's man. like, <laughs> <but> like <clears throat> all you got to do is Google lizards. And it's like, most, liz- most lizards do a parthenog- parthenogenesis where it's like, they just reproduce asexually. It's like they have both things. They can just they just lay eggs that grow up to be other lizards. And they're almost I think when that happens, they're always female or something. But it's like the likelihood is that Godzilla probably is a woman or female. People got to relax, man. I think people just need to I don't relax. Know, stop thinking about Godzilla that way. I mean, even if Godzilla was it's trans, Godzilla, who gives it's a go- shit? You know what? Godzilla is a giant, like, I don't know. It's a giant monster. 100, 200 foot tall reptile monster that breathes radioactive energy. Good enough for me. Where's his penis? Agendas. Where is it? Uh, How many balls does he have? (laughs) Matt Walsh can make a documentary about that, too. You'll you'll see it later because now that I'm saying it to you, your your phone will the algorithm will pick it up and stuff like that, and uh, you'll Thanks. see a bunch of Godzilla trans Godzilla stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's like it's going to make its way to the to my neck of the woods soon. 
eventually mm. next time i see one i'll screenshot it because uh i mm. thought it was super funny when i saw it i was just like oh yes that's yep. it. there it is <laughs> good good stuff uh, well that's it for the podcast tonight jesus christ i wish. hope you guys had fun i and, wish uh, see you again soon i'm sure there's like something relevant that we could have talked about but no no no, no. there was not unfortunately well part four the conclusion after the break i don't know <laughs> i just don't know podcast and tonight we finish up talking about this berlin alexander plots business part mm. four mm. the quadrology rj is that what we're calling it now yeah tip well we're, we're, we're different people now who you and me or yeah we're different we've we've been yeah. changed i think changed in for the better well, i'll find out Okay. So as you all know, because you're not tuning in for the first time here, this is from 1980, directed by one Rainier Werner Fassbinder. RJ, <laughs> the synopsis. Mm -hmm. In late 1920s Berlin, Franz Biberkoff is released from prison and vows to go straight. However, he soon finds himself embroiled in the city's criminal underworld. And tonight we're talking about episodes 11 through 13 and... An epilogue. And an epilogue? And an epilogue. Why not just include that in the regular episode well, count? Uh, I, uh, I don't know. Okay. That's not how uh, that's not how we do things in uh, Germany in 1980. Okay. We do we do epilogues. 
Okay. Um, so episode 11. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is power, and the early bird catches the worm. Is that true? Franz goes to Reinhold and tells him he wants to get involved with pubes again. Sure. Reinhold still has his suspicions about Franz. Uh, but... Suspicions, but Franz is allowed to assist the gang with a job. Maisie is upset that Franz is earning money because she thinks Franz wants to be independent of her, but Franz reassures her. Franz brags to Reinhold about Maisie's devotion and decides to show him what a fine woman she is. In the apartment, Franz has Reinhold hide in the bed when Maisie arrives. She reveals she is in love with another man. We'll talk about that. Franz is angered and beats her cruelly, but Reinhold saves her, and Franz throws Reinhold out. Maisie goes out to Franz, um, and the two reconcile, though she has been bloodied by him. Franz and Maisie take a trip outside Berlin, where he explains to her he simply wanted Reinhold to see a true woman. Hmm. So, um, this, this skips a couple things here. Um... So yeah, yeah. This opens up with uh, Reinhold opening up that door to Franz, and they have another like, you know, this like ongoing tension that's uh, building up between these two. Is it just violent, RJ, or is there a sensuality there that I think you picked up on in the earlier days of uh, Reinhold first appearing? Gotta say, in this show, there's a lot of like these guys hanging out in a urinal together. All I can say about Reinhold is that in his introduction. He has a lime wedge on his cup, and I think yeah. I brought it up then. Maybe I didn't, but mm-hmm. I found that to be the most out-of-place thing in the entire 15 hours of this fucking thing. Yeah, you can't get past the it. Li- the lime wedge on the cup, it's like, not only does it not fit the time era, mm-hmm. it doesn't fit well, anything that's going on well, here. Well, I mean, I'm sure they put limes on some drinks back in the 30, 20s, 30s. In this, In that economy? I mean, he's fancy. He's a fancy guy. I just and and not Hitler, definitely not Hitler. Not don't be mis- don't don't, be, don't mistake in uh, don't be mistaken Reinhold for Hitler. Okay, I've never made that assumption. <clears throat> so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, because um, of course, so Franz is like, hey, I can still climb. I can climb a rope. I can help out you guys. Mm-hmm. Is it this? Is it the episode where they pull off a job and Mech gets burned? Uh, something like that, yeah. I think so. It's this or the next episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Reinhold actually goes and pays a visit to uh to Mies or Maisie. Maisie, like, don't, uh, don't, 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 Mitza, Mitza, Mitza. Where he's like, oh, don't, don't tell Franz I came to see you. I'm totally not creepy at all. Even though I grab you and like cover your face when Franz comes by, it's just a little bit of fun. Hey, it's all in good fun. I'm just a nice uh, Italian man. Uh, not Italian, Google So, uh, yeah, and anyway, uh, Franz and Reinhold, they start palling around again. And because mm-hmm. um, at this point, does he take... No, that's the, that is the next episode, too. Um, him and Reinhold, they're like chatting. He starts talking about Mise. And he's like, yeah, she's a really good woman. And you could be like, Reinhold's like, well, what are you doing? doing with, why, we should be sharing our women. Go back to the old days. Remember that time we did that a couple times? We should go back to that. We're friends. We're always just being told they're friends. 
So it's like, hey, I got a good idea. You're going to hide in this bed. Not creepy. And when she comes in, we're going to like hang out. And then I'll invite her back to the bed. And when we sit on the bed, you're gonna, he's just going to find you. And you'll be, and that's the best way to meet. Isn't that a, isn't that a good idea? Probably one of the better <laughs> ones that I've heard recently. I think so. Uh, so anyways, when yeah. Nise shows up and she's like, hey, so like I went to go um, visit the house of like my client that I told you about last time that I spent a few days with. He's fine. We're not serious or anything like that. But this guy's nephew answered the door. And I'm in love. <laughs> it just happened because <laughs> I'm just this blank of a person. Mm-hmm. And uh, this really sets off all fronds. And, and then we get some uh, reenactments, essentially, of which we'll, I guess, get to see again of him, you know, beating a woman in the apartment. Again? Her. Again. Oh, good. And then uh, <clears throat> Reinhold kind of comes out of the bed. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? What is this? What's going on? And then Reinhold gets tossed out because Reinhold's a scumbag. Of course, she also was like, whoa, it's that fucking Reinhold guy that like accosted me in the hallway earlier this episode. Mm-hmm. And then you have like Mrs. Mrs. Bast who is always lurking and just watching. I don't know. Go get like a, a rolling pin or something and hit this guy in the back of his Franz guy. You know, hit him. Describe what you mean by that. He's like, t- take a blunt weapon and hit him in the back of the head. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. No, you see someone attacking somebody. He's like, well, really? Bonk him, RJ. Bonk him. Give him a what? Sorry? A bonk. Can you describe what you mean by that? Like, what your intention is with Sorry, that? Sorry, RJ. Are you saying you just watch on? You Who saw me? this happening? You'd go. I'm not saying anything. You'd twirl your mustache. I'm not saying, nor would I say anything mm. of. Uh... Anything of such things. Yeah. I'm just. Uh, this, I, I just this, want a clarification on what you meant. Okay. I I don't know why. Uh, I, sometimes I just don't. I, I, I can't such attention hear correctly. <laughs> I I just. Uh, you know I suffer blackouts, right? So sometimes I um. You see someone in trouble, help someone. How controversial, RJ? I still don't know what you mean by that. I'd really yeah, like clarification. Wow. Yeah. Part of the problem, Bellagio here. I I'm just saying I. <clears throat> so anyway. These 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 two make up. Sure they're they they're, they're gonna be fine. She's in love with him, and uh, so you get like a whole thing where they go on a road trip. Um, I don't even know what the name of this little like forested area with a cafe is, and she's like, like her makeup is just like yeah, she just got the shit beat out of her. Mm. Uh, for whatever reason, they didn't they decided not to like you know put any like you know scuffs on his hands, you know mm-hmm. where those injuries came from. And you know what? You think to yourself, I think everything's going to work out for these two. Mm-hmm. And that's how, that's how the episode ends. And that's it? That's all that happened this one? That's, I think so. Okay, interesting. Hand, hand it back off to you, RJ. Uh, <clears throat> episode 11. What kind of man do we have here? 111. Scream Man. Do you not remember the elongated sequence of the screaming. Pizza oh yeah, that is this episode. And Franz screaming. screaming. Oh yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you, when you're watching at two time 2.0 speed <laughs> and the scream is still going on for minutes upon yeah. minutes, I go, "Holy shit. This is long. 
I believe in real time it was probably two and a half minutes or something, but it's two and a half minutes of Franz going. <gasps> Discord Discord does not like loud sounds. Yeah, I don't blame them. I didn't like the loud sounds coming out of my TV either yeah. when uh, he's because he like beats her up a bunch as he's screaming, and then he looks at her and he, and then he goes. Uh, and he starts screaming and you just go uh, and then you go man theater kids it is it is theater kids this is the exact theater kids choir kids band kids i gotta tell you man drama and the fine arts i just i can't support it at all i can't support it i don't like it Mm. but uh that was the only thing i took away from this episode was the extended screaming and how much i did not want to be a part of that right and how and how i i wish it it wasn't something I saw. So, anyways, was that was was that a three out of four stars? Yeah, uh, that's a that's a one out of four. Oh, affair, right? okay, okay. Yeah, that's a one out of four affair. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I was uh, anything straight. else? Any, anything else other than the screen? No, I have no. I have no other comments about this episode. Uh, I felt nothing really happened. Uh, I did find the lurking under the bed sheet to be a particularly strange sequence did you um, find it relatable though uh like well, if you were like hanging out in some bushes outside it's kind of well, like, I mean, not, it, it, not, it, unlike. It's not, not unlike yeah not unlike yeah. this uh it doesn't happen in this episode but for a couple episodes in a row um there's a lot of the i'd say like consideration of reinhold in these few few coming episodes and you watch it and you go why is Reinhold still around? And then later on with Franz, you go, what's Franz's deal? And well, then, uh, and then there's more and more and you go, um, mm-hmm. but we'll this one, there. I was kind of, this one, I was mostly just like, I was like, why is he hanging out with Reinhold again? I was like, this guy sucks. <laughs> this guy uh, who threw you out of the, out of the car. Yeah, I was like, this guy sucks, man. And I know that he had it like he had a whole episode that was like, I need to forgive because once I forgive, I will be whole again. Google mm. Moosh. And then you're like, all right, all right, whatever. Um, yeah. How about episode 12? The serpent in the soul of the serpent. You want my take or you want to do yours? Oh, well, let me just read through this quick. Franz introduces Mizza me, me, to meets the mech. Mizza. Yeah, that's Reinhold blackmails Mech to set up a meeting for him with Mizza. Mech ta- takes Mizza on a drive to Bad Freinwald, which is where he was at the end of the last episode. Uh, Franz and Mizza, and delivers her to Reinhold. Reinhold takes her for a walk in the woods where she resists his advances. Mietze wants to know more about Franz, and Reinhold reveals it is because of him that Franz lost his arm. Mietze is horrified at this revelation. Reinhold strangles her and leaves her in the woods. That's it. That's the joke. Good. My goodness. So, yeah. Um... There's like the, yes, yeah, some del- still deliberations going on with like pumes and the the crew, sure there uh, is about what to do. Like they're just keeps oh they're gonna have a vote. Is that the next? It sure could be is. the fall. It could be the next episode too. I, it all blurs. It happens oh, at some point. I, oh yeah, you know what? I'm just skimming ahead. Yeah, it's uh the next episode where Mech get burns himself with the welding torch. 
Uh, I think that's the one where it opens up with like the vote because uh, they want to have a more democratic criminal gang. Uh, so anyway, they, uh, Franz brings uh, Mitsu to the bar, introduces her, him or her to Mech, and it's all like the music kicks in, that fucking music, the Berlin, the, 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 the Platz music. Uh-huh. Um, and so anyway, they are introduced. And everything's great. There's some more scenes in the in the bathroom, standing at the urinal, discussing things between Franz and uh, Reinhold. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, essentially Reinhold's like, Mech, if you don't set up a meeting between me and Mitzi, I'll tell I'll tell Pumes about the mink coats you've been stealing. And Mech's like, oh, I got to do it. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, next up. Uh, Mitsu and Mech drive out to the country, which is exactly where Mitsu just was. And they get there, and they're walking along, and then they see uh, Reinhold sitting in a chair, and there's some menacing narration. I'm assuming that the narrator is Fastbinder, uh, reading bits um, of the re- reading bits of the book. Always. No, 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 no. Uh, that's not the narrator. The narrator is um, Clint Howard, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, not, he's, but he's not, got a lot of talent. But, but not Ron Howard. No. Okay. Who would want couldn't, that? They couldn't get him. Uh, so, okay. at this point, you're like, uh-oh. There's a lot of weird lines, too, where I think Franz uh, says, Hey, I just wanted you to meet Mitsu before she dies. Mm. It's like, what a curious thing to say. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah. I, 40 minutes of this is was Reinhold and Mitsu in the woods. Because Mitsu is like been told, hey, you gotta get some information. Because a Herbert, or sounds like uh, you gotta get you gotta, sure. you gotta get you gotta get information. You gotta sure. get information from Reinhold. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? Like, fucking this guy Reinhold already tells like everybody. I, I I threw him out of the back of the car. No one, no one, everyone's past this now. Mm-hmm. So anyway, mm-hmm. she's like cozying up with him, and he's you know showing off his tattoos. Lurking about, old lanky, uh, real natural uh, dialogue in the way people really would act out in the woods mm-hmm. uh, over the course of like the passage of time, moving uh, the light changes. Then you know he's like keeps making these advances re- and is rebuffed, and then he makes not so nice advances. Um, Can you describe but, what you mean by that? You know, it's like with his hands. Like thrusts. Well, well, can you describe what like you're forward, doing? With the, I, I'm visually impaired, so I, I I can't see what you're doing there. Can you describe well, that, please? It's like hands coming at your face, but it's like okay. your whole body. His hands. Okay. Okay. And, oh, uh, like a Scorsese the, film. Like like a Scorsese. The hands. Yeah, okay. And then you get thro- get thrown to the ground, and then you get back up, and everything's fine again. <laughs> and you're like, oh. ah, well, we'll just forget all that happened. But then it happens again, and then you forget. It's supposed to, you're supposed to like forget it's all happened again. And then finally, you're like, oh, oh, uh, now I have to kill you in the woods. Uh, there's a bit with the camera where it seems to be doing like the Hitchcock thing, but it's extremely slow where it's pulling away, but also zooming in. So the trees are growing larger in the frame and then the figures in the far distance are being sucked, pulled towards you. And then, yeah, uh, Reinhold strangles Mitsu. Loser for dead, and that's the end of the episode. Like, hard stop. And you go, huh, one episode to tie all this up, and then an epilogue. Hmm. 
Hey, wait, don't shortcut that. A two-hour and an epilogue. epilogue. An epilogue. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that's that is this episode. Sure it is. And um, I think I at, th- at this point I told Kim it's like this Mitsu character is uh, something of a cipher. She kind of just exists as this. I don't know. I can't even think of remember what I was saying. But she has no character. She has no personality. She just gets sucked into all these people, this world, and she falls in love at the drop of a. Does she though? Because she also loves she the guy. She she, she loves the guy that opens the door at the other guy's house, and she's in love with him too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just what happens to her, and she she stands up for things in the moment. But I mean, no, no one can like Reinhold. <laughs> But some people have mm-hmm. Reinhold. Anyway, yeah, this episode is just sort of gets it to the murder. You gotta, you gotta kill a lady, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, the stuff in the woods like looks really nice. Like it's really well photographed. Sure. Um, sure. But uh, you know, it's uh, it's a, it's a long time. It's no, uh, it's not the episode of The Sopranos where they're they're out in the woods. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're uh, talking about uh, Pine Barrow Bear. Yeah. Pine this Barons. is not this is not Pine Barrens. Yeah, few things are. Yeah. So go ahead, RJ. Tell let me know. Let me know what you thought of this. Is it <laughs> is this Serpent Man? Uh I actually had three different men for this. Yep. But it's all about France. My first instinct was Sex Man 3.0. Okay. Because France is having a lot of sex again. Again. But then I reconsidered Foosball Man. Because Franz plays foosball in this, and I went. Oh yeah, it was with 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 one arm and everything. I went very very interesting, but then I reconsidered again. Motorboat man, because Franz motorboats some boobs in this episode. Yeah, motorboat hey, man. Is, is this like one is out this, of four? Stars. Is this the episode one out of four? Uh, is this the episode yeah. that's got the prolonged bit where like they're they're uh, making up, or is it the previous episode? And. Um, She's like it's cleaning the floor when and stuff. When they're like this being episode. playful, yeah, That's I can't why believe it was Sex Man three point yeah. because See, I can't believe. But at one point, it seems like uh, they're not going to, and he's not getting any sex anymore. Yeah, but... and then he gets mad and he pouts, and then she looks back and she yeah. goes, "Hey, you gonna yeah. you gonna quit yeah. playing, mm-hmm. or are you gonna keep playing?" And then you do. Can you can you describe that? I'm visually impaired. <laughs> Magic hands. Oh, okay, okay, no. interesting. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this. Number one is that women are insatiable for France, as always. Uh, yeah, uh, we just come to expect it. Yeah, and that's why he's a motorboat and son of a bitch in this bad boy. Yeah. Uh, but then also, I just thought the foosball man was interesting. Because there's a scene where they're just playing. It's when Mech is oh, talking to yes. Metza. Yep. And and then they're like, they, they make mention of it. They're like, man, he sure tries hard, even though he has one arm. He sure tries hard at the foosball. And you're just like, all right. I get it. It's determined. What do you want me to say? Mm-hmm. And then I stopped watching for a while. <laughs> the next episode, I have a description, but I'm not going to lie to you. I was um not very uh, engaged. No. In the next episode. Okay. Just to say. The outside and the inside and the secret of fear of the secret. Come on. That's not what the episode's really called, is it? <laughs> it sure is. Is it? Seriously? Yes. <laughs> Franz tells Eva that Mitze has left him. 
Eva reassures him, though she is a bit concerned herself. A robbery pulled off by Pumes' gang goes wrong, and Mech burns himself with a welding torch. Franz takes Mech to his apartment to bandage his wound. Mech tells Franz that Reinhold is a bad guy, <laughs> but Franz claims he has a good heart. Mech takes the police out into the woods and helps them find Mates' strangled body, telling them he helped to bury her. Eva brings Franz a newspaper that relates Mates' murder. Franz lapses into demented laughter, claiming he is pleased that at least Mitze did not leave him as he had thought. Once he stops laughing, he vows to kill Reinhold. And that's how the episode ends. And end of this episode. It is the end. The last five minutes, maybe. It is the end of, like, the series. And then there's this epilogue. Yep. At this point, watching... um. Kim was so mad. What? Kim Kim hates this more than I do, RJ. She this was like a hard turn. Like she, she was so fucking mad. Does she hate it more than I do? She might actually. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Fear she her hate is good. Hang, like see 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 we'll get there, but you know, I have I have uh my thoughts on, on the show. Uh, on, on, on its uh, totalitarianism, to quote uh, Pat Healy, um, uh, yeah. But this episode, yeah, it is not what all you'd expect from the third, the penultimate episode of a of a series that's so acclaimed by many. Um, yeah, it opens up with Franz, like and he's all sad. He's all like sad, blubbery, like which is like kind of par for the course for Franz. He's he's putting on her hat. And you're like, what's going on? Like, does she does he know she's dead? And it's like, nope. She's just been gone for three weeks, and she's just like, so he's just like, oh, she ran out on me, feeling sad. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, no, don't worry, I've got your baby in me. Uh, remember that, RJ? Remember how Eva's going to have his baby, and then she's going to give the baby like to Mitze and uh, Franz, and it's all going to be great. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, yeah. Then you get some voting, you get some democracy at work uh, in action. With the, with pumes in the gang, uh, but how they're gonna split the pro- proceeds of the crime, and they got a mix. Like I got a good idea, I got a great, a gr- I got a great scam, but mm-hmm. um, then he gets burnt, and then he feels really bad <laughs> about what he knows, mm-hmm. and then Max like, because what is he? He starts crying, crying because he's like, I know something really bad. I don't know what happened, but I helped bury a body. <laughs> can I can I go to jail because of that? Mm-hmm. Am I am I a bad person? And then he takes the police out, and they find the the pink ribbon out in the woods. Oh, before this though, Franz just happens to be like, I'm going to go out to those woods too, for no reason whatsoever. He hangs out for a bit, and and go for a hangout session for nothing. No, like why would he do that? It's a lot of effort, like to pay for a cab to the middle of this like this area. And oh hey, from the last two episodes. There's like the one woman who's like a server at this cafe. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like extended scenes of her looking on disappointedly. And I'm like, who is this? <laughs> who who is this person? Is it mm-hmm. someone from earlier in the show and I just don't remember? No clue. No idea. So anyways, the police find her, they dig her up, and uh 
the newspaper Eva delivers, and everyone's like very pensive because they all know and they are. How is Franz going to respond to this? Because the most important thing in this world is how's Franz doing? Is Franz uh, doing good? You know the rapist murderer. How's that guy? How's that guy doing? How's Franz really concerned? Everyone's so like, oh, Franz, are you okay? I mean. It's just like, mm-hmm. and so there's this whole thing of him. Like, it's like, is he illiterate? Can he not read very well, or what's going on? I, I have something to say about that. I'll, and I'll he's like, and, and so he's like, keeps repeating words over and over again. And he's like, because of course he reads like, uh, meets his real name because she, she's because she always like adopts a new name whenever she meets a new person because she's been a Sophie before. And then she's been meets Then she had a real name. Of course, he saw. He's like, he says the name. Oh, that's so strange that they would say this. That's like her. And like, oh my Mita. god. Reinhold. <laughs> Me. <laughs> In my yeah. photo. And Hold. it goes on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And um Yeah. <laughs> and Yes. <laughs> then it just kinda ends. Yep. And you're like, what? on earth it's like so this epilogue is less of an epilogue and more like oh it's episode 14 and 15 sure okay yeah okay yeah, the titles mean nothing they mean nothing yeah 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 so. that's pretty good RJ, what did you think what did you think of episode uh, 13 so episode 13 i had a few things here but i put dead man zero out of four stars because <laughs> i thought this was very worth less than worthwhile for a yes. few reasons. We got there. We got there. For a few reasons. Uh, number one, he just squishes that bird to death. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm the not bird. really on board with that. It's that, that was that, cool, But that wasn't, a, that wasn't a real bird, though. No, I know. But I still thought it was stupid. Yeah. You're just hey, like, I, he's I like wanna... you can extinguish a life like this. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, we know we can, dude. Mm-hmm. You could kill a baby real easily. That doesn't mean you should. Hey, I, I noticed that... Um... This will be more relevant in about uh, the, in the next episode. Uh, you don't have art isn't real or art house trash, which I, I never, it never, it never, it never dawned on me at all watching this. All I ever felt watching this fifteen hours was disdain, <laughs> and that's the only yeah. way I can describe it. Like sure. at no point was I like this is this is pretentious art house trash. Art house trash. At what me the whole time. At no the, point did I, I think even this was... in the epilogue. Ah, uh, well, I have an opinion of the epilogue, my friend. But wait, oh, wait, hold okay. on, hold on. Okay, okay. sorry, sorry. Continue. Okay, so I, I said dead man for a few reasons because he is a widow in this. He kills a bird in this, and then he also dies uh, emotionally and mentally. And there was a part in this where, I, like, when he's reading the paper, I was like, "Is France dumb? Is like, what is going on here?" And he's like, Metza, Reinhold, me, Metza, Reinhold, me, me. I was like, what the fuck is happening in this episode? And it's like, I realize it's like he's having a mental breakdown. Sure. So he's dying like uh, mentally. But uh, so he dies. Metza dies. He, he dies metaphorically. Uh, Metza dies literally. And then he kills a bird, too. And I was just like. <laughs> the whole time I was watching this, I was like, what the fuck are they doing, man? I was like, what is the point of any of this? I just don't get it. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Do you want to yeah. hear my do you want to hear my review of uh epilogue or do you do you want to um, run down first? Well, I'll, I'll do the let me just do the I'll do the synopsis sure. and then you can give the review. Okay. Sure. Epilogue. <clears throat> so it's called This is an hour and 52 minutes. People. Yes it is. Yes it is. Yeah, so this is like two episodes strapped together. Mm-hmm. My dream of the dream of Franz Biberkoff by Alfred Doblin. An epilogue. In a fantasy sequence, Franz walks along a street of the dead with two angels. If I didn't meet Say, but she disappears from his arms. Reinhold is in prison for the crimes committed by a man whose identity he has acquired. He is anguished that his cellmate and lover is being released. Franz is taken to an asylum. Much of the rest of the episode takes place in his imagination. Oh, Franz, okay. Franz's being run over by the car is reenacted with different characters taken on the roles of victim and driver. In a striking sequence, Franz and Mitze are treated like animals being slaughtered in an abattoir. On a nativity set, Franz is raised on a cross as the other characters watch. An atom bomb goes off in the background, and the angels clear the dead. The surreal imagery ceases suddenly, and Franz is at Reinhold's trial, testifying to his good character. Reinhold is sentenced to ten years for manslaughter. Eva tells Franz she has lost the baby. The film concludes with Franz as an assistant gatekeeper at a factory. He is alert to his job but not to war on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Take it away, RJ. Epilogue. 115. Joker, man. One out of four stars. Oh, so it's better than the last one. Yeah, I really didn't like that one. I thought it was real shit. I could give this a negative 100 out of four, but uh, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say one. <laughs> Zero is probably. Oh, I, I was expect I was expecting a negative one out of four stars at least. Yeah, Joker yeah. man, negative five out of four stars. How's that sound? Hell uh, yeah! So okay, because you, you know what <laughs> I mean can I, by can Joker I, man? Yeah, I I I, I think so. Maybe. You know what I mean tell, about no, society? Tell me. Yeah, okay. Tell no, very literally, he's wearing that hat and he's got lipstick over his face at one point, and he looks like the Joker. <laughs> he does I want to take and a screenshot of that? So this I have is a picture. So okay, good. So this is like uh, so so. I think the idea. This is Kim said this, and I was like, yeah, that's about right. Franz is Germany. Sure, he is. Franz is Germany. In in, in in 1929, a lot of problems. He's got a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, this episode there was a point when uh, was it Glenn Miller's uh, music hits? Mm-hmm. I just I broke. I became the Joker. I started. You Joker. became the Joker. I, I was Joker I was man. I was Joker laughing. Uh, cause I thought it was like the fucking funniest shit in the world of Franz Biberkoff crucified on the cross mm-hmm. and then an atom mm-hmm. bomb goes off in the rear projection view and Glenn Miller's, um, uh, what was the name of that song? One sec. I got it. I got it here. 
It was something like in the mood. Glenn Miller's in the mood. It's fuck. I I I laughed. Probably I don't know. Probably for at least a minute or so, and then I had to watch. After finishing the whole thing, I went back and watched it again, and I laughed again because it's so the audacity, the fucking audacity, a fucking a fucking fastbinder pawning this shit off, and people lap it up. Oh, yes, they do. People are into this. They they're here for it, RJ, and I want to tell them no. They're all wrong. They're all if, wrong. If without que- to... without question, because I, I... Okay, so <laughs> here here's my honest take too. Like this episode, I was like, I don't know, I don't mind some of the some of the scenes in this, some of the purgatory scenes, basically. Uh, but uh, if I had to review the entire series, it would be Joker Man because mm-hmm. of society, and yeah. it would be zero out of four stars. This is entirely not worth anybody's time. This this is not uh, my. At all. Not my sub, my 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 review would be life theft. My yeah. my my time of my life has been stolen, and I can never get it back. Part of the never... reason it's so can... bad <laughs> is because it is it has robbed you of much of your life. Like because I, I was thinking, I was like, is this worse than Sweetie? And it's like oh. Sweetie is a pretty bad movie, but like okay. this is like well, well, this, Kim and this is well, more. Kim... Kim and I had a Kim and I had a conversation about this because it's like yeah. well, well, during that episode, Kim was like, "Oh, I, I can't wait to hear RJ talk about it." Because well, what I was am like, I going to say? I got nothing to oh, say. Well, because it's just it'd be we both imagined it'd be very upsetting for you uh, to watch this. Understandably, this isn't I, a critique. This isn't a criticism. Uh, yeah, but I could just be like, yeah, I can. But the question really is, looking on the Criterion Collection ranked list of Jorge Bellagio. The question yeah. is, where where does it fall? Does it stay exactly where it is on the list as you've just added it? Cuz <sighs> this has got this has elements of like Night Porter in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh this weird like I don't even know. <sighs> this is so the <laughs> oh my god, there's so, we haven't even talked about this thing. Uh but yeah like so it's got Kim, real animal Kim, death. Kim, Kim Kim had another pitch, so she's like, "There's a guy that Fastbinder like fucking hated, mm-hmm. and but like really really wanted to have sex with, and like was jealous." And that's what this is about, and that's what this fucking 15 hour movie TV show is about. Is this so guy like because that's about Reinhold? This is about Reinhold, and she's like, "He's like, oh fuck you! I want to fuck this fuck that guy. He's like fucking. I'm gonna make it about him, but I really want to like have sex with him, but like, he won't." He won't have sex with me or can't what? do it or and it's just about like hey you know or uh this another quote from kim you know what if you, if you just want to suck some dick just suck some dick that's the well, that's that's the theme of berlin alexander Platz. well no i i agree because it's like if you want to do gay stuff with dudes just make an 80 minute porno movie that's fine no like 80 I don't think minute it, gay porn I don't think I don't none do of this was none of these things were stopping Fastbite from being a being a being a he was like an openly gay man yeah um, go do and, it and then. he was pursued and he was but you know what that wasn't yeah. enough that wasn't enough cuz there was probably somebody he wanted and he couldn't have and so he made Berlin Alexander Platz. and who we have to talk who? and we have to talk about it and we had who to watch fuck? it and Criterion says yelp 
Ooh, everybody has people they want to go have sex with and can't. That's fucking. Tell me more, life, RJ. Baby, well, have you ever seen um, people like Cleopatra and Heath Ledger? They're dead, so they're gone. I maybe Cleopatra if they were still alive, I could have gone. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what I mean. Like people I idolize people they can't like reach all the time, and it's just like that's just fucking like the world, dude. Yeah. Like okay, so yeah, real. So is this? <laughs> better or worse than sweet movie i uh i mean it's it's i i do think it is definitely a better made movie than sweet movie sweet movie is incredibly bad yeah. uh for many reasons but this movie does like have this kind of overwhelming sensation of like i this, do feel bad having watched this because this i didn't rem- want to watch this ever this ever. reminds this really reminds me of element of crime in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's very similar it, to that. Yeah, it's like this European thing. But it's so different, but it's very similar. And I kept thinking about how, like, honestly, like, I think if Lars von Trier directed the exact same move, like, concept, it would be such a better thing. Um, yeah. It, it, well, yeah. I think the writing would be better. Like, it would yeah. make sense. Um, so, it's one thing. It's definitely not as good as Dogstar, man. I can tell no, you that. No, not that at all. It's much better than this. Yeah. But um, so I did watch the 1931 silent film because I was just I was just curious. I put it on 1.5 speed. Don't you worry. Um, And I'll just I was wanted to have a compare contrast. And I will say that uh, watching the silent film, because it's kind of the most stripped down, most boring run of the mill story you've Mm -hmm. ever seen. Like it doesn't have anything going on. There's like a lot of I'm not I mean I haven't I'm not going to read this fucking book ever, never. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see like okay well, how much is there carry over here? So you still have it's Franz. He in a drunken rage he killed his wife and went to jail for four years and now he's just gotten out. Uh, he immediately meets up with a, a woman named Silly, mm. uh, who works at Max's, and they just like hook up. Reinhold's there right off the hop. And Reinhold's just like a run-of-the-mill, like, gangster guy with a flat cap. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's a, and it's just the same story. Like, oh, but he's a far more, like, confident salesman selling, you know, watches and stuff like that. Um, and then there's, like, a little bit of pressure. Like, hey, yeah, you should help us with this crime. Uh, and then you do get uh, Mitze and Reinhold's involved. And this, like thing just wraps up so fast mm-hmm. it's it's like a blink and you'll miss it completely forgettable um i imagine it doesn't do the novel any service it's just like a no one would ever think about it the only probably reason anyone even watches it now is if they're really into like german silent films why are why my republic or want to watch out of curiosity because they're like oh, i really was really i got a lot out of uh fast binders berlin alexander platz i will say that there is a lot more going on in Berlin Alexanderplatz than that silent film, but it's called also 15 hours long and you better mm-hmm. fill it with something. Um, I think Reinhold is actually a pretty interesting villain. He like the mm. guy who, who, the guy who plays Reinhold doesn't look like other people. He's like odd looking tall. And he's got like, again, the Hitler swoop, the mustache, that stutter. And his character is like pretty unrepentantly like, bad and manipulative and somehow like no one seems to get to notice it so i think reinhold is 
a character that I will not forget. Uh, in fact, much like when a trophy wrote in the other week in the email saying that, mm. like, you know, um, her and her uh, husband uh, talk about this movie and, like, they didn't like it. But they're like they still talk like laugh about Reinhold and Pumes and, uh, and I mean I think you'd always be like ah really bibberk off that but not in a positive way because uh, it's just <laughs> at the end of the day at best because I, I think they watched it over months not being forced uh, under in the three under and a half time, weeks three and a half weeks to get through it for the podcast no matter regardless of your interest level in this subject mm-hmm. matter um, so for me the the question is is like I. I think when I uh, when I broke mentally uh, in that last episode, mm-hmm. I I just don't care. I mm-hmm. I don't even hate this. It's just like who ca- I I could never I would never I would go out of I would go out of my way to tell you do not watch this. Ever. I think that if this ever. podcast that you and I have been doing for a number of years now. If this thing means anything to anyone, I really hope one of the biggest takeaways is you don't need to watch Alexander Ber- or Berlin Alexander Plants. You know what I mean? Plants. And because, like, like, the movies I have in the bottom, like Salo, it's like people are going to watch that regardless. Nobody in their fucking mind is going to watch Sweet Movie because nobody knows about that fucking thing. But, like, Berlin Alexander Plants, people will watch it. Because of how much people fucking simp and stand for this thing on the fucking internet. And it's just like, so they they do pump it up. And I do hope that a big takeaway from this podcast is, guess what, guys? We did it for you. And yeah. just listen to us. We, we took this that is, bullet. This is, without a doubt, a zero out of four stars affair. I, like, overall, 15 hours. I know I had more ones than zeros, but like... Once you get to the end of this, you do realize you're like, this was not worth any amount of my time. This is a zero out of four altogether. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Like, I, I'm with you. Like, I don't hate this or anything like that. I, I really didn't. I didn't enjoy a minute of this thing. Hey, uh, there's that. I think it was, uh, was it episode five it, 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 uh, or six? It got up to a 1.2. Not bad. I think I had a 1.2 at one point. Yeah, sure. Well, at one but point, like... on, uh, I think on uh, Saturday, I messaged you that I was two episodes down, an episode and an epilogue to go. You responded, yeah. zero down, zero to go. And then uh, yeah. the, two, two days later, you messaged me, not watching the rest. Don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> and I thought, oh, good. I'm so glad I watched these for no reason. I really um, didn't want to finish it. I, I, I really didn't. That's the thing. It, this is uh, the resentment that this thing... Uh, I mean, to be tr- tr- truth be told, I looked at the last 11 things we've watched, and uh, it's been rough. I mean, D- Days of Heaven was in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Breathless is like... He's a breeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, there's been some rough stuff. Uh, and this... Man, oh, man. I, I lost... Uh, Kim and I lost a lot of Saturday nights watching Berlin Alexander Platz. Bad call on all fronts, to be very honest. Well, bad, bad call. Yeah, I think, well, I, I turned on this thing pretty quick. I think it was, um, yeah, the first three I was pretty indifferent to. I hated the fourth episode. Five and six, I was like, okay, maybe. And then seven, eight, nine, ten, it's just like, ugh, mm-hmm. this is absolute trash. 
Kim was still on board. But by the end, she hates it more than me. Good. Good. <laughs> and you That's hated I mean, it like, all along. <laughs> I hated it the whole time. Yeah. But it, at the very end of it, I did genuinely have the feeling where it was like, this is incredibly not worth anything. Like, this yeah. is... <clears throat> This is all bad. So I didn't enjoy it. Well, I think you mentioned in the first episode, you're like, people keep saying, wait until the end. It'll really come together. And I watched the end. I said, yeah, I I like this abattoir scene. That's cool. There's some good visuals. There's some very very good. Yeah, because it kind of ties back into the. So, yeah, to actually talk about this last episode. The last episode has good visuals. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not just like, well, because the whole thing is like, it feels like a drama, like a theater stage play where it's like you have Bibrikov's, uh, you know, apartment. You have the gangster house, like apartment that looks cool. You've got uh, the bar. You have like street scenes. And then like you have the woods toward the end. And maybe, and there's a couple other interstitial scenes that if you're doing a stage play, you would cut all of that out. And, you know, I have to say that there was a point where, you know, if I was insane, if I was an insane person with nothing mm-hmm. else going on in my life, I would, I would wonder, hey, could you re-edit this into something worth watching? Is it possible? Uh, I don't know if it'd this be would be worth this would be watching, sacri- but you yeah. could definitely re-edit it. Yeah, and, like, really, like, go, does this add anything? Because, so the, the other thing that... Uh, Kim and I discussed was is it possible to just watch the epilogue and get anything out of it as a viewer? Like if you just said, "Hey, you want to watch Berlin Alexander Plus? Just watch the ending." And I was like, "I am I'm a hard no on that." Mm-hmm. There's just it would make absolutely zero sense. Like nothing would make. There's no cluing in on what the story is. Characters just show what up. If, and, hmm. Let me let me. Uh, yeah, I do understand what you're saying, but what if before you watch it, there was a one minute sequence of Fastbinder? And he said, here's the story so far. This guy, he's a pimp. He killed a lady. He beat her up. He went to jail. He came out. He raped somebody. He got run over. He lost his arm. Became a pimp again. And now he's back. And, uh, and, he, uh, and, he, and he kind of wants to have gay sex with the guy. And now he wants like to have Hitler. gay sex with people. This is where we've, we, we have gotten to. But, but now he here pe- we go. But, but you're not ready to have that conversation. But what if he just ripped it just like that? And he's like, this is where we are. And then he's like, check this out. (laughs) Do you think that would solve the problem? Uh, No, I don't think it would. I think he'd still be left with this pile of shit. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Fucking sepia colored shit. Um, Yes, this Mm. last episode, colors get introduced. You get these like reference, like these visual allegorical references to, I don't know, the end times. Uh, to like biblical scenes because it's so important what you're seeing. Uh, you get like Holocaust imagery. Uh, like mm-hmm. it's definitely like you're like, oh, that's an oven that people are being put into. Uh, but it's like hooks, like in an abattoir, and it's like these like tile floors that could be hosed off. But there's like S and M BDSM uh, mm-hmm. imagery with these guys. It's German. And it's it's that's just the German way. I'm it's sure Rob German Eagle way. can speak to that. Yeah. Um. And and it bounces between these scenes. You get like more actual footage of his uh, murdered wife uh, that he murdered, and she's like kind mm-hmm. of limping around in this like afterlife dream sequence. Um, and you're like, oh, hey, we could actually see her outside of looped footage. I don't think we ever see Lena though, the the Polish no, girl from the, the very back. beginning. Like you never see her. She's just mm-hmm. gone. 
and you're like, huh, everyone else gets, uh, you get the, was it the Lenti or whatever? The, the guy who looks like the Raiders of the Lost Ark Nazi. As it's you, Lentils, as you mentioned. actually. Well, yes. Yeah. But, what, what, yeah, you get his flashback. Luti or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you get him a lot. Um, and yeah, it's just like a, a hodgepodge. And you get angels. Uh, they look like a, a prog rock act or something, or a hair metal prog rock act. And they're hanging out, and they make observations, and they talk like this. What will he do? What won't he do? And they turn to the camera. <laughs> and then it all wraps up in a nice, neat little package back in reality. Uh, where it's like, oh, he... Because he goes insane. Yeah, we should mention. So he he snaps. He mentally snaps. Uh, and he gets thrown into a, you know, to an institution for some time, being force-fed. There's a scene where doctors talk about him in depth. Uh, and then Reinhold... He bails, like he he mm-hmm. killed her, and like he he has a passport under someone else's name, goes to another country, and of course he gets picked up, and it turns out that passport belonged to another person who also did a crime, and so he winds up getting thrown in jail anyway. And while in that jail cell, he he finds a lover, um, this hunky man that apparently oh, hunky uh, boy, a, hun- a hunky boy, yeah. and Reinhold's like really into this hunky boy, and he finally gets to be like, huh, you know what? I, instead of killing women and doing all these horrible things, I should have just, you know, just fucked a guy. Gay. Just fucked a guy. Get it out of the way. Instead mm-hmm. of just strangling women in the woods. <laughs> men. People, I mean, people do it every day. People every have sex with men every, every day. Every day. Yeah, yeah, just just do it. On a side note, something Andy and I say to each other all the time is, Hunky boys. For a psycho gore man. We, uh... uh we hit the hunky boys very, very frequently. <laughs> Metagore. Metagore. No, she wasn't there for that. No. But the, the hunky boys, she was there for. You'll have, to, you'll have to unpack that one for her. I think you can get it started. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I, I'm working on this anyway, right now. So that's where then really things snap into place, and you're like, oh, yeah, that, that was uh, definitely subtext in this. Um, and then, yeah, we get more like, oh, Bibrikov's going crazy in his own mind. And then, and it's just, it's like a music video. It's like this endless stream of music videos of audio. You get some craft work thrown at you, some Janis Joplin. Uh, what else is all, all up in that? Just sprinkled out. Glenn Miller is the one that. There's, uh, pops there's that go. one song that's like. No, actually, so like a real, real thing. Call it Underground. Um, so I was watching this at two times speed. Uh, you know what? So I had to give up on that. I couldn't follow it. There's this one's got far too pumped. So we we did the 1.5 for episode 13, which was totally worth it because that episode fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. Um, and then on the final episode, just because it's like we're hating life, we're Mm -hmm. watching this, we 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 resent everything. Uh, we're, we're, we were, uh, 1.5ing here too, but I was finding it very like difficult to actually follow the subtitles and also again, complicated moving camera. And it's like, this frame rate is not working for and me. I, so yeah. I hit pause. So I finished, I'm like, oh, I watch this in regular speed, um, to actually absorb the images coming. Uh, could, could I interest you in 1.25 speed? 
Yeah, still, why not? Just watch it in regular. What's the difference at this point? You're 15 Yo, hours in. What's a few minutes here and there? Oh, well, here, here, here's Andy. The Andy takeaway. gets some and Andy gets some Leonard Cohen in there as well. I was like, altogether, I was probably seven or eight hours because I was watching this thing at eight or two times speed, almost Perfect. from episode four on, probably. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I know it is. It is hard to deal with, but. I'm kind of used to it because when I audiobook, I audiobook at 1.5 speed, so I'm right. used to like hearing the uh, the like uh, um, sped up uh, dialogue. It, it it does go quick. It does go quick. But if you're fucking if you're determined, and you said I'm gonna get this fucking two hour th- shit done in one hour, and you just you just kind of white knuckle it, and you just fucking stare at that screen, you can get it done. Uh, anyways, what I was going to say was uh, the music. Yeah, there was a lot of good music that I noticed. But uh, the one thing that was really funny at two times speed where I actually did for one sequence, one scene, I went to normal speed because I was like, I want to hear what this really sounds like. It was like German techno or something. <laughs> it was like German synth. And it was just at one of those purgatory like hell scenes. And I was just like, I was like, ooh, this song's pretty good. I was like, I wonder what this sounds like normal. And then I was like, oh, yeah. That's probably the craft work. Yeah, and it was just—I uh, was like, oh, it's so German." I was like, mm-hmm. "Man, that's so, that's so German." Kraut rock, you mean? Yeah. No, it's funny. Yep. Stuff. Uh, like this, like this show. Us, mm-hmm. we're fucking funny. <laughs> we're Someone the. Said? Here we are, fucking makeup on our faces and our big. <laughs> stick like red lipstick on and <laughs> just watch this mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what you do <laughs> yeah zero out of four stars for this series altogether outstanding mm-hmm. that minus five really worked against it have, have there been mm-hmm. many like minus five like minuses in your tv while viewing in this or in general? In general. I mean, Voyager had a couple minuses. Did it? Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, Voyager had lots of zeros, and the Voyager had a couple minus one, minus twos. Uh, people don't understand. And that's another thing. Everyone's like, oh, Voyager is real good. It's one of the better Star Trek shows. And it's like, have you fucking watched that show? Because it is definitely... Not good, and it is definitely not one of the better ones. It's got ten good episodes out of seventy-five, or whatever. The other sixty-five of them are absolute dog shit, and that's Voyager for you. Thumbs up. Dog shit. Absolute dog shit. No, yeah, I've had lots of minuses in the shows that I've that we've covered on the podcast, but I don't remember. I don't remember. I'd say any. Voyager had the most. No. And then I mean some over over fours i think uh when we were at the end of ds9 i think we had some five out of fours i think we had some seven out of fours oh i i think you did like a 10 out of four or something for the for the for the series finale of yeah. ds9 yeah i think that was a 10 out of four i, I think that's so. the highest rated episode in uh criterion the... creeps history for, for by you i think that is i think i i do believe enterprise had a couple five out of fours like yeah. more than more than two. It's like, yeah, there's some five out of fours in here. But I do mm-hmm. think, yeah, DS9 had I think one ten out of four episode where I was like, oh yeah, <clears throat> this is uh, this is what we're here for. Oh, Discovery definitely had some 
uh, negative out of uh, minuses out of four. I could look. I have all the notes still, but Discovery definitely had some some very, very low ones. That show yeah. sucks ass, man. What about Berlin Alexander Blast? That show sucks ass too, dude. Mm-hmm. Both of those the, shows suck major ass. The Platts. Yeah, major, major ass. Real suck on that ass. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> well, do you want to hear from those who hate or love Berlin Alexander Platts? I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'd rather not hear about either of them, but we could do a couple of each, I guess. Okay. All right. Let's see here. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> what do we got? Uh, Milan Old Colino. Wait, is this half star. Low? Oh, half, half okay. star. Boring. <laughs> I uh, right to the point. That that reminds me. One time, my brother was telling me about um one of my one of his girls, like one of my nieces. Yeah. She was like five or whatever. And he was like, "You want to do this? You want to do that?" And she was like, "Boring." Yeah. And you're just like, okay. That, 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 that's where I, I learned we it won't from, do any of that shit. That's, remember, that's where, that's where I learned it from. You, that's I know. You said. I know. It's so funny. Uh, I do like... gave one and a half to one flew over the cuckoo's nest, though. That's so, silly. That's, that's silly. silly. What about um, Andre? This is the only review I've liked officially on the on Letterboxd. Okay. Uh, one, one star. Don't fucking do it, man. They're all lying. I agree. Andre's right. I agree. Well, I mean, Andre's four favorite films are white chicks. So that's okay. pretty good. That's good. I mean, I'm on board with that. Oh, they one star to X? Even better. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> good for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, on, the, on the next page, I see Andre Stegner gave this one and a half stars. There go 15 hours of my life that I'm never getting back. I'm going to click on that. That's a like. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Did you say Andre Steger? Stegner, yeah, on the second page. Uh, then we have Ryan Quinn, one and a half stars. It's not really subversive to film 15 hours of women getting punched in the face. The epilogue was at least somewhat interesting until Franz gets put on a fucking cross. <laughs> uh, Andre Steger, yeah. uh, he said this was hours he couldn't get back. This dude just three and a half star Jerry. You know the Gus Van Sant film? Yeah. A pretty contentious film. A lot of people don't like Jerry because they feel like it's a waste of time. So Jerry's okay. No, I know. I'm, I'm just saying this guy, I think this guy is in the know because a lot of people shit on Jerry for being a waste. But this guy's like, no, nah, Jerry's fine. Alexander, or Berlin Alexander Platz. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. What was the other one you're in? Oh, right below that. Ryan Quinn. Hmm. Okay. Goatee? That's interesting. Uh, he likes some movies. Oh, they he they just watched. That, that, that's uh, a beard. That is not. How are you calling that a goatee? Uh, well, I was like, it was before I was like, I clicked on his profile. It looks like a goatee at the time. It <laughs> looks like I just watched no and just watched no hard feelings. Just watched no hard feelings like today. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Oh, they have starred fanatic, the the John Travolta moose movie. Aw, that's unfortunate. Aww. Hey, but they also favorite films, Knights of Kiberia. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about this half star for Biodome and Little Nicky, though. Mm-hmm. Seems a little unfair. Yeah. But half star for The Fanatic? Any, John any, Travolta any, film? 
any five star films you could backhandedly remark on? Uh, from this person? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, five stars to. I don't know. These are actually all pretty good movies. Well, they five-starred all the Decalogue stuff. Is that stuff actually good? Is that just going to be another Alexander Platt? No, no, it's good. The stuff is good? Yeah. Okay, well, these people, this person is probably good. Oh, they five-starred in Bruges, which I know you are very anti. Yeah. So that's the only one that sticks out here. Excellent. Okay, I'm going to flip to the, I'm going to flip to the five stars. I got to warn you, dude. There's probably some really bad stuff here. Uh, these are all recent too, because people uh, are here for it. Five starred every fucking day. Every day. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ABC Zealous five stars. Fastbinder epics remain key to my filmmaking desires. That's a bad idea. Well. That's. A- <laughs> That's a bad idea, my friend. They have five-star films like Berlin Alexanderplatz and The Heat with Sandra Bullock and uh, Melissa McCarthy. So apparently those movies are on par with each other. Holy fuck. Okay. Okay. I guess they're on par. Um, Prelude in Rhymes, five stars. Fastbinder is an acquired taste, and I think after watching all 15 hours of this, I've acquired it. <laughs> uh, this person's other five-star films. Ooh, Al-Hazard Al- Al- Balthazar, because yeah. everyone likes a donkey film. <laughs> Gertrude. Jared, remember Gertrude? Oh, no, no. Gertrude's no, back. not Gertrude. It's been, it feels like a long time. Gertrude is back, baby. So there you go, Holy folks. Holy shit. Dam- a damning, if anything's more damning, it's five stars for Gertrude. Five stars for Bill and Alexander. It's Platt. in one of their favorite films, even, Jared. Oh, Gertrude. Get out of here. So five stars to Berlin. Five stars to Bertrude, and they four starred Aguirre, Wrath of God. Four you stars what, for that you, one. You know what one of my favorite subgenres of Box Review is? Gertrude fans? Er- Eric Urzola, five stars. Uh, that finale. I don't know what to say. I'll write more when my thoughts are collected. That was three Just months wait. ago. That was, no, that was three months ago. There was no thoughts. They never wrote about it ever again. This is my... Uh, I don't know what to think about this, but I better like it. That's what it feels like to me. You know what I always think with stuff like that? It's like, just wait to fucking do it then. It's like I was saying earlier. It's like, I didn't log a a movie last night. I was like, I don't know. Should I log this now? I was like, I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a day. Let me (laughs) sleep on it. (laughs) Jay the Bean. Five stars. Took me about a month to watch all 14 parts, but worth it by the end. Works on so many different levels, and the performances are Pitch perfect. I really like the screen. I really like the screaming. Is that what they said? Yeah. No, I said that. I said oh. the, I like. I really like the screaming. Hey, you know what else they gave five stars to? Uh, shoot the p- piano player. Remember, oh. remember that film, Jerry? I I don't. Well, it's a movie we watched. I know. Sometime, some time ago. That doesn't mean I re- would remember it. Shoot the piano player. Interesting. They have three half star films. 
Oh, these are all good movies. New Hellboy, BVS, and uh, The Musketeer. I haven't seen that. Whoa, whoa, Have I whoa. Seen that? whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 what is this shit? This Jack Betkowski, five stars. All actions have a reaction. Retribution must be paid. No, that doesn't happen. What retribution? For what, rape? Yeah, that doesn't happen. Because you are raping somebody? Yeah, everyone just loves him anyway. Fuck. (laughs) This is, uh, yeah, there's there's not that kind of story. I think that's kind of the point. Stellar. First half is slow. Second half feels like Fastbinder. Epilogue makes it what it is. Minus the last two hours, the film would have been meandering. Yeah, it was definitely of the first 13 hours were meandering, but those last two really tightened things up. Yeah. Mm. That's a that's uh, something. Other five-star films are The Tin Drum and Burmese Harp, movies that we've watched. Uh-huh. And one single half-star film uh asteroid city by wes anderson yeah. which i haven't seen jared but i have a hard time believing it's a half a star yeah me too i have a, I have a hard time believing that me so. too yeah although i haven't seen it so uh, uh, who's to say violet five star I, i'm already clicking ahead doesn't matter anymore fuck dude I'm literally in a loss of words after finishing the epilogue. For I want to say 13 hours, I was watching the life of Franz Biberkoff and get continuously more drawn in with each subsequent part. It was not only Franz we see as our main character, but pre-World War II Germany as well. You know what we call that, RJ? We call that the Weimar Republic. Franz makes attempts to go straight. We see him try to maneuver his way through a country that's changing by the day. Meeting some good people along the way, but also meeting some horrible people that would impact Franz, Franz's life forever. Even in spite of Franz saying that he wants to change, he continues to fall into his old bad habits, much like how Germany continues to fall into its destructive habits. What does that mean? What does that mean? Again, this is the thing. It was like, he's German. He's like, his destructive habits. It's like, I don't... What? voting for fascists this is fastbinder's ultimate thesis as a filmmaker i love saying that too everything he puts in his filmography is inspired by the original novel of berlin alexander platz you could have just said inspired by the original novel by alfred no yeah all his aspirations and dream surrounding the work culminate here especially in the epilogue that goddamn epilogue, man. Yeah, the epilogue. I learned nothing in all of that. Nothing. I don't know if anyone learned anything of us talking about this shit for, I don't know, four or five hours. If they learned anything about it, my don't as watch. I said before, don't my watch. hope is that they realize that this is not worthwhile in any way at all. Don't watch the, it, dude. Uh, Hey, what did you think about the the, the glittery sparkles on uh, Mitsu's body? What did you I think of that? I wasn't a fan. Yeah. What, what, did like... you like how um, like they often show uh, Reinhold because the way they're doing some weird lighting thing, and it's like they're making it so there's like a little cross on his eyes. Yeah. I saw it. Yeah. You like that? Jesus. That, that I mean, I don't want to make me. a comment on it either way, but yeah, I like that. 
Hey, but you know what? Nadine says five stars. Everyone should watch this. It's haunting and masterful. Sad I'm running out of RWF cinematic universe. Fuck. Shut up. Off. Who cares? Forever with that shit. Is this a new cinematic universe? I I do believe uh, Kim also noted that uh, Berlin Alexander Platz is like completely uh, uh, altered her view of Fat Spider films forever. (laughs) Mm, There was a couple Fat Spiders I liked a lot, and there was a couple that were like I liked, but they weren't. Now, but but now, now there's Berlin Alexander Platz, and now there's that. Well, you know, one day in the collection, we will be watching his uh, science fiction film that's only 200 minutes long. That's like not, three three hours and 20. Not sure if I want to. Hey, it's got a 4.1. Everyone likes it. What does Berlin, Berlin Alexander Plants have? A 4 fucking point nine? Uh 4.2. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also 907 minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure is, but Well, uh, as we close the casket on this fucking thing. Oh, uh, any final words? Um, I'm going to say <clears throat> no thank you. To this? Yeah. Do I hate this? No, but I do definitely. You do kind of hate it. You you must hate it to a degree, some degree. I think it's just entirely worthless. It's it's, it stole from you. It did. It stole from me. But I I just more than anything, I think it's just kind of worthless. I don't. I don't think anybody should watch it. Yeah. Unless you're German and you're alcoholic, then maybe you might get some out of it. But yeah, maybe, maybe if you've killed maybe someone, maybe you killed your wife and it raped a couple of people. You're like, yeah, this is highly relatable content. This is this is me. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think. Uh, I mean, I don't like. Look, I don't think Fastbinder's saying this guy's cool. But Jesus fucking Christ. I, I feel like you could do the same thing and do it way better. Way you better. You could do a lot of things in a lot yeah. of ways. Same, same, a lot of the same things and make this like, oh, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Not here, folks. Not here. Some people uh, also throw out that this is, they, this reminds them of Twin Peaks, which I kind of get a little bit. A l- sure. little bit, you know. Sure. But nope. No thanks. I'll watch that. I'll watch Twin Peaks The Return any day, any day uh, over the, the week. Just I'd watch it. It's good stuff. This, no, not at all. I'm going to say I will never, ever want to talk about this again. Except for when we refer to people getting bibber coughed or, uh, oh, that Reinhold. <laughs> uh, saying... I, know, I know a Reinhold personally, so I understand it. Humes. Yeah. There's yeah. a Reinhold in on every podcast, some have said. Some have said. Some have said. But the biggest question <clears throat> is it worse than Jubilee? Is it better than uh, WR Mysteries of an Organism? Who's to say? This is a question for you. 
Oh, that's a question for me. I, we, 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 you definitely know it's the bottom tier, though. It's in the bottom 10, without a doubt. Yeah. Because of how much that this movie is, uh, as you put, robbing us of um, all of our things. Yeah, I mean, you still, we are. you still managed to watch quite a bit the last few weeks, so that's not bad. <laughs> no, I definitely watched a lot, but it was like, but you know what the worst part of my week was when, was when Sunday hit, and I said, I got to watch two fucking hours of this fucking thing again. <laughs> Every single Sunday, or three well, hours, some of them. Yep. Yup. No, thank you. After the break, we're getting up on that cross. Hmm. And uh, there's going to be another person in another time that looks just like RJ and Jarrett. They'll, they'll, mm-hmm. the, They'll share the same name. On paper, they will be the same, but they will no longer be. Mm. Clean slate. The end of the Criterion Cruise podcast. Metaphor. Pilot the Germany, Jarrett. Oscar? Ray? What's the penguin's name? Pen pen. Pen pen. <laughs> and the sound of cicadas. Genesis Evangelion character, who would you be? I would be the crushing defeat of knowing that everything is going to end. Right. There's you know a lot of I mean? like, there's, there's no there's, hope at the end, is there? I, I think there's a lot of a lot of uh, points of uh, crossover between Neon Genesis Evangelion and Berlin Alexander Platz, actually. I'd say our podcast more than anything. I think I think I mean, what, I'm a real pen pen, and you're a real Shinji. Yeah, I mean there was no pen, there's no penguin, there's no cyber penguin. Well, me in Berlin Alexander Platz, but there is a bird, there, but it gets there's hurt. like was it was it like the fifteenth angel? There's some like there's some little uh, homoerotic uh, energy going on there. Some, some I don't Shinji, really know what Shinji, you mean. Could you explain Shin, that? Shin, Shinji wants a piece, I think. Could you explain that? He wants to put his penis near and around. Perhaps even inside of that of that fifteenth angel. If I've got my angel math correct, uh, I still don't understand. Could you explain that a little bit more in depth for me, please? Well, our people, you can uh, email um, podcast at criterioncreeps at gmail Get more insight from uh, Jared's Yahweh, uh, Berlin Alexander Platz. Coming soon. Coming soon. The, all about Franz and Reinhold. 
uh, RJ will read it too. But uh, you can, I don't know, check us out on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Tumblr. He's Marn Loaf. Wait, we didn't break for that, did we? Did we break yeah. for that? Yeah. Oh, we did? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He's he's Tumblr. I'm, I'm Fumbler. Uh, he's Discord. I'm... Yeah, Discord. What's that? I don't know. Some some about social media. Or social a do- engagements. A dollar for, on Patreon. As low as, but not minimum. <laughs> We're on SoundCloud. Spend. iTunes, Google Play, if you don't want to give us a, a red cent. Maybe you'll hate it. You won't like us anymore because we don't like Berlin Alexander Platz, but we're right. You're wrong. We are right. Next week, right. next week it's not Berlin Alexander Platz, but it's <clears throat> it's just just as good. I'm sure. Maybe maybe not. Igmar Bergman's Sawdust and Tinsel from 1953. Uh, based on like better. the the banner image I'm seeing on Letterbox, it looks like it's had, it's got some Joker action too. Sounds better already. Ooh. I like society. Yeah, society, huh? Sounds yeah. really good. Yeah. And here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one off to Jared because he's a real special guy. Yeah. Like Berlin Alexander Platz, it robbed a lot of my time. So I'm gonna have to go to the bathroom. But Jared's gonna Jared's gonna close this up for us. So I'll be back in about 15 seconds. You'll be done recording. But, Probably. Uh, but I'll be back in about 15. Folks, I know you were very concerned as RJ leaves uh, us, but it's the 17th angel that uh, Kauruo Nagisa was. And Shinji was, like, real into that. So that's why the world had to end. Human instrumentality. You heard it here first. That's the scoop. That's the scoop. Have a great week. We will, because we're done watching that fucking show. Good night. <laughs>